Southern Fried Sports Talk with a triple shot of Marcus. Fish and Grits Woo! kicks off next. Kids stealing, Woo! wheeling, dealing, limousine running, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. I just need a little something, a little piece of the pie, just a little something, I'm just trying to get by. I just need a little something. Yeah. I've been zoning all along, stoning just because Trying to elevate the mind, find peace of mind I done slipped up in the ditch and now I'm kicking in the mud Questioning existence, am I living just because? Am I living just because? Am I living just because? Now serving your entree of sports and entertainment The triple shot of Marcus returns Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fish and Grits for the culture August 7, 2018 How's it going for you fellas? Ah, it's beautiful to be back. To be oh, back at the house ain't that we have built. Man, home. I feel like we, I feel like we <laughs> ain't been here in a while. It's like it's vacation. Yeah, it's, just, it's been I mean, so long. It's, it's been grind, so it's, long. It's just, it's just grind season. But Griff, Griff <laughs> made me feel so good. My, my man Griff said, love is beautiful. I'm like, man, this boy Griff. I, the, oh. the change... The change that I'm seeing in Griff later, I'm loving. I'm loving every minute. Of it, bro. You got you. somebody you got getting some name name. Oh no, nah, man! It ain't about he, don't that. Want, he, don't, he don't want to talk about it. He got the juice bag. Oh, <laughs> see the Marcus, you know it's always good. You know that love is extra strong when the first thing you say is, "Oh, no, nah, man, it ain't about that. It ain't even." No, about that. man, it's, it's, it's like, like it's like it's man. about that love when it's blood stream, baby. It's like that hair wrong. It's like I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a place of uh, of gratitude, man. Where I can't I take I take nothing for granted, and when you read that, reach that. That point, man, it seems like life is just a little bit better, a little bit sweeter. And it's just like I just appreciate everything, you know, the struggle. I appreciate getting out of the struggle and I appreciate the the Lord blessing me uh like he has so far. Man, preach, man. So I receive it all. It's, it's not like you just starting to appreciate life in general though, bro. Like honestly, oh, yeah, man. like that, that, that that's the change I'm seeing. Uh, adult and mature and shit. Well, the, in the, but I think that's the growth that comes along with our show that a lot of people don't see because we we help each other grow. Like I I really do believe that like as people, as as sports fans, as entertainment guys, like we help each other grow because the knowledge that we all bring to the table. So when we can help each other grow, and then you get things like that from Griffin saying nothing like that last year. Griffin just on the no. record. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, nah, man. This one coming up on no regular hey, nighttime. Man. Fuck you and the set you claim. I was like, look at this. Look, yeah, look at that. I mean, you know, that's, that's one of the things that you truly appreciate when it comes to, you know, seeing us as brothers, as, as black men and stuff like that. When you can recognize and, and at the same time acknowledge and appreciate the fact that you are evolving in a positive direction, that you yeah. are starting to kind of widen your scope of, of, Opening that third eye, so to speak, and appreciating things for more than just a face value level or uh, just what you can see or what you can feel type level, but digging deeper and finding more sentiment, more value in the things that you go through in your life and stuff like that, man. That's always a beautiful thing. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, we're supposed to help each other get to that point. We're supposed to help each other resonate with one another to be able to open those pathways so we can grow both individually and collectively. But, you know, it's a lost art because, unfortunately, we live in a day and age where everybody is on that me, me, me shit. Mm -hmm. And that's not what the culture is all about, which is why we do the things that we do on this show. 
I agree. I agree. I agree. Life has been beautiful, dog. Oh man, and you know that that show. What's that? Love is. Ooh wee. That's that's black love, man. That's inspirational love. Well, what well, well, catch us up on the entertainment tip, man. What's been going down? I know. Oh man, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, but just pour pour a little something out to me, man. What you been? Okay, let's see what we out here. What we out here? You know, we watching Power. We gonna discuss that a little later on. Let's see. Oh, I caught up. Saw Deadpool too. Marcus, I know you told me that you enjoyed that film. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was good for what it was. It was Rampage. it was straight down the fairway. Dog uh, Rampage kind of pissed me off. I'm, I'm be honest, man. I'm be honest. <laughs> it, was, it was some moments I was just what, like, what, what, what you what you what you really expected though? Like, oh, dog, really? when he when the Rock took on, it was just like when the Rock had his little uh, what's that rocket launcher or what is a grenade launcher, dog? I, and I was like, he gonna take this alligator on, dog. Oh man, I'm laughing, dog. Me crazy, but I I enjoyed Skyscraper actually a little bit more than than Rampage. Still haven't seen Skyscraper uh, yet. It's not bad. It's a typical action flick, typical rock movie. Gotta go see Mission Impossible. I I know it's been two weeks, but I gotta go catch that one. Still ain't seen it. You won't be disappointed. I heard it's one of the best action movies of probably the modern era. They said. Tom Cruise said, "Do not let this age fool you." Uh, y'all think Tom Brady's still bringing it at an advanced age? He ain't mm. got shit on me at all. He killing it out there, man. But I heard that movie's uh, fantastic. I heard uh, Henry Cavill kind of stole the show. I heard Tom Cruise still look like he's ready for three more of them films. The Mission Impossible always does, and that's one of the things that I don't think they get enough credit for is they always keep a solid rotation of actors and actresses in every single one of their films. That's true. That is true. They always have strong supporting actors outside of the normal people that you see in their movies, like new villains that they introduced or new characters and stuff like that. They're always really, really solid actors. I never get disappointed with them when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, that was I got I got to go see that this weekend. And then, you know, since I've been working a lot um, with the new job or whatnot. So I've been really into music lately since that's the only thing I seem like I can get a hands on and have time for since I'm working all the time on the computer. But man. Everybody's talking about this Travis Scott album, which is a cool album, and I understand that everybody loves, you know, the good production and what it's bringing. But what the fuck is he talking about that album? I ain't heard not one mention of Astro World, of a roller coaster ride, or nothing. I don't know about y'all. I'm too oh, old. I, for that I, album. I haven't got it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm too old for that album. Oh man, an album that you. But I'm, I'm. But I'm. I'm. I'm not. Not a Travis Scott guy. Like I'm, I'm really not. I'm not a huge fan either. No disrespect to his work or anything like that. It's not, you know, a, a diss or anything like that. I've just never really like, been. I feel like he kind of took ASAP Rocky style and ran with it a little bit. He that, did. But that's just me. He that's did. just me though. Like I said, and, and and I get like the Houston connection, but you're not just about to steal somebody's swag and throw Houston over, and I'm supposed to be cool with it. Like, nah, bro, that ain't that ain't it. They didn't. That, that's not it for me. So I, they all I'm not, come from that same ilk. It seemed like they all come from that same ilk. Personally, I thought the album was cool the first couple of listens, but like I said, and I said this many a times, after you know, around the third or fourth time, it kind of loses its flair when the beat the beats kind of get old, and then when you kind of forced to listen to what he's talking about, and I mean, I just I just didn't feel like it really carried the album, and that's why I always I'm always going to be a proponent of fighting for lyrics because when the production gets old, when the beats don't hold up you still have those lyricists i mean lyricism to uh, look towards and that's why when you listen to like a 
you can go listen to an old Jay-Z track or an old Nas track, and it still adds more flavor over time because you catch little gems that they talk about that you might have always overlooked or something like that, and it kind of grows with time. <clears throat> so that's one thing, but that Dave East album, I'm always going to tell people that Dave East is one of the people that I think just slept on the most in the new kind of era of rappers that's coming out, and this dude is such a he sounds like a seasoned veteran. Like he just dropped an album early this year, and then he just drops this. Um, it's not paranoia. It's a uh, Lord. I can't even remember it. Lord, it's gonna come to my mind. But um, oh, Karma too with DJ Drama, and this album has a whole bunch of just tracks that I think that the majority of people out there who listen to, I guess, quote unquote, new age rap would really appreciate. And a lot of the older people like you know the Coles, the kendricks and all that or the jays or nas and stuff like that would appreciate what he's bringing because he sounds so new york and from a from a standpoint everybody in today's generation kind of sounds the same and kind of same sounds like they're in the same melting pot he stands out because he sounds like a new york rapper he sounds like you can you can hear that grit grind and what he's talking about he may like some instances davies can be probably saying nothing but filler lines a couple of uh, uh words or whatever and it still sounds hard just because his delivery. And I always want to give him credit because I think he doesn't get enough love in mainstream or just in social media, in my opinion. You know, the ladies like him because, you know, good looking brother, but the fellas don't give him enough love. Maybe because he looks good or whatnot, they may be intimidated by that. You know, it's Jam Davies, but I think he really be holding his own. <clears throat> I don't know if y'all caught that album. No, I, I like Davies. I've been on that paranoia. Yeah. Oh, that's Man. Funny. Man, but you gotta. Still it's the karma too, but it's the karma too. Yeah, but this one's. I haven't heard the karma too, but bro, I've been on that first album it may be better than that paranoia, and I love that paranoia. Man, I don't know, bro. That's, uh, that's part. I that's kid part you not. I'm gonna that's tell you right now. He got sorry. one song. He got one song called "I Don't Understand," and I will tell you, you listen to this one song, and it's like a preview of the fire that you're gonna get on this album. I love this album. I'm like, much gonna lie. Like and even I, the more and more I listen to Paranoia too. Like you were saying, like Lord Banks verse when all was trash. Like Lord Banks went Oh, Lord awesome, Banks actually. Like went the off. more and more I listen to it, it's right, like right. Lord, Lord kills this. Yeah, guy. he kind of, like, he kind of, he kind of ate that. I slept on it at first, <laughs> and I had yeah, to come back. Come on, I mean, that's why I probably have damn the jam the Dave East more than I jam the J Cole. Like honestly, like that that, that Dave East it always comes in rotation. I don't press skip at all. So. I'm with you on the heat. I think he wanted. I want. I think he one of those bright stars right now. I don't know why a lot of people don't jam him. Even when I put them on, like, who's this? Like, you ain't heard Davies? Now I'm looking at them like, man, what you? Like, what you doing, dog? Yeah, what you doing, man? <laughs> Jamming that bullshit, dog. I'm trying to put you on some real yeah. shit right now. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you 100. I don't understand why a lot of people don't consider themselves a fan of Davies, but he's a hell of an artist, man. So I'm gonna have to jump on that uh, karma too later on tonight. While I'm up in that kitchen, you know what I'm saying? So I'm oh, yeah, whipping that work. Oh, yeah, he's gonna make you hey, he's gonna make hey, you man. That work done. left wrist, right wrist. Let's go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then who else came out? I think Mac Miller had came out, he dropped the project. I haven't really got around to listen to all of it, but from the first, I think he has a track called Hurt Feelings that J. Cole produced. That's um, an amazing track, and then he also has this song called Self Care that I think is pretty dope. I think that somebody told me that he has a video for it, I don't know, but. That's a pretty dope project. Uh, it's called Swimming. But <sighs> the greatest person ever, dog, to, to bless R&B is her. And she dropped a 
man, what did she, I think it was like six tracks. Hey, she's a beast. Oh, uh, man. She's, she's like, I was telling my mama this the other day. I was like, I was trying to put her on to like some new R&B because my mom likes to listen to the old stuff. And I was like, she reminds you of poetry of love. You know I mean? Like Jill, like Jill Scott and her Exactly. Hey, that's, that's what she brings me. And I'm, I'm, I'm a huge I'm, Jill Scott I'm sorry. Fan. Jill Scott, man. Hey, bro, it's just, it's just that art. It, Jill Scott voice put you in that vibe. It's soothing. And it's then soothing, also bro. it's poetry because what they talk about is they describe love poetry or floetry. Yeah. They, they, they describe love in the, in the essence, like it's a real mm-hmm. thing, like it's a real person or whatever. And it's just like, it just, they just, oh, they just paint the greatest pictures, dog. And her, she really, she really did a damn thing on, I mean, six songs, dog. I ain't never been this happy over six songs. And Kanye, he kind of let me down, but you know, this is man, crazy. Of seven songs, he didn't give us enough. Nah, Will, he didn't. Will, Wilson, you, you don't agree with that, man? What, what, how do you, how do you, how do you describe her? How do you describe her? I just, I just heard that, that comparison to Jill Scott, and I'm like, wait a minute, who, who, who are you talking about again? Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Jill, Jill, Scott, Jill Scott, one of the greatest, man. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It's no disrespect, but here's but it, the it's, thing: and it's, it's only it's, it's, it's only a, a few of, artists that can put you in that element, man. Yeah, it's not a thing of disrespect or anything like that at all, man. You just got to remember me as an old head, man. That like Jill is transcendent in the fact that Jill Scott is one of those artists among black men that if you sit us down in the right conversation with the right drink, uh it can easily be argued that she is the one woman over time that is the epitome of an artist that says everything that a black man wants and needs to hear. And that puts her Bro, in a... Jill, a, Jill Scott popping my inbox right now. I'm sorry. I got to make some decisions. Right? Yeah, that, that, that puts her in a rare category because of the right fact now. that she's, she's one of those few artists that you really think of when it talks about not only being strong in herself, but wanting to strengthen and empower and and truly appreciate all of the things that make up the black man. Uh, you don't hear her with the trendy talking down on dudes and this, that and the other. You know, it's always something that's, you know, admiring her man, loving her man, respecting her man, trying to uplift her man. I don't give a fuck if you the hardest nigga on the block or if you just the random clean cut straight guy. Like every dude wants to hear that. Like we get tired of hearing about how we ain't this and we ain't that and and the other. And that's what makes her special. So it's rare that I would compare somebody to a Jill Scott. However, that being said, in the same breath, I get it why y'all identify and it resonates like that because, yes, she she does give you that same kind of feeling, that same kind of vibe, because it's like, you know, when you hear her and especially when you hear her and in addition, when you listen to what it is that she's saying, it's like, damn. Yeah. Like, you know, you get with Bay and you so be like, I can't so you, why, why don't you never say nothing like that about me? But and that's what, that's what you, you know it because it's kind of like when they compare like a Pat Mahomes to Brett Favre. He'll never be Brett Favre, but he has. But you can tools. see the tendency. Yeah, you, you can see you, why you can the see comparison the is being made. So and that, that's the that's, thing. That's, you know, that's it's that's one of those things where it's one of those things where like I always gave Griff a hard time because they made the whole Watson to Rogers comparison last season, and I'm like. I get where they may be coming Bill, from, but Bill to O'Brien me, it kind of kind of stunts the growth because what's to say that Watson won't end up being greater than Rogers? What's to say that her doesn't end up being greater than Jill? You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know yet, but 
it kind of puts undue pressure on people when you set that bar that damn high. Like you talk about complete body of work and everything that she means to the game, the neo soul movement, stuff like that. Like Jill is up there. Jill is like royalty at this point. You know what I'm saying? Jill from Philly is is hard to top. What I like about her is she dissects a, a dude and it's like calls him out in the most clever way. So it always shocks me when I'm listening to a track from her and she'll just basically be like, you know, I feel for the bullshit, but I am not about to fall for your bullshit. And then just like calls a, a, a brother out on all his bullshit. And it just be like, damn, that is how niggas be running She's game. Strong. And it make you think. And, strong. It, and, and that's the part that makes it attractive. That's the part that makes it alluring is the fact that she has that strength of mind. She has that strength of character to be able to not only peep game, but sit there and acknowledge it. And not in the way where it kind of dogs the man but it's like all right you got me but that's cool you know what i'm saying and she's I'm gonna flip only, the script what, one day i'm gonna get back on it you know what i'm saying and that's the part that i say is it's kind of hard to make that comparison because i don't want to put too much on her too fast because i'm interested in seeing where she takes her own lane you know what i'm saying y'all know I'm, I'm not big on doing comparisons and stuff like that but that's that's the reason why i'm not big on comparisons because for what an artist may do or what an athlete may do and stuff like that, that I don't want to put them in somebody else's shadow. I want to see how they function in their own lane. And for her to have this kind of presence, this kind of sound, this kind of vibe at that young of an age, it just makes you excited to see about what she's going to bring to the table next. You know what I'm saying? So uh, but yeah, see, she's easily one of the hottest uh, in the game right now. I definitely appreciate anything that she's on gotten to the point where if i see that she's featured on the song or she's on a collab or something like that i'm gonna listen to a sight unseen just because she's on Max. hey that's respect right there yeah that's oh, all i've been on really what else been coming out that's that's about it for you griffy oh aquaman hey that uh that trailer oh, huh he talked about that dang man we've been gone so long jesus don't that's sleep my man daniel Caesar, by the way Oh no, no, hey, just, but he gets FYI, hey, don't, don't sleep on my man Daniel Caesar. I love that kid's album. Hey, no. I feel like he always gets his. I feel like he gets love, but I feel like I think he gets his credit. I, think I don't think women. I, it's, it's still like in that. I still feel like women don't get enough love in the R and B realm like nowadays because it's not so many women, and everybody sounds more pop than R and B. nobody, you know, nobody R and B not getting radio pub either, bro. Oh, that's true, man. At they, all. If it ain't 102, you ain't here. Oh, well, that's we go back to the old school tracks. Real quick. I think I think part of that is in the fact of the terminology and the lanes in which they define them, because a lot of times you're either looked at in this day and age for, for most artists. Unfortunately, you're either pop because you're selling too much in your mainstream or you're quote unquote neo soul because people don't listen to you enough in your underground. Uh, that lane of R&B just kind of gets lost in the midst of those two categories uh like for beyonce you know we go through right now and have this discussion and see where she falls in the grand pantheon of things and stuff like that is she the is she the queen of r&b the princess of r&b do you consider her an r&b artist i mean the definition of things and how you translates out to billboard and sound scan and stuff like that sometimes is is some of those artists biggest enemy and particularly with females because I love Lettucey. I love her. I love uh, Jill Scott, Kanye Dawes. You know what I'm saying? But nobody equates them, even though they sing in the most soulful of tones 
and in the most R&B way in this day and age that you can think of, but you're automatically looking at them and you think, oh, that's Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it doesn't get you airplay. It doesn't get you spins. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's where it's unfortunate for the female artists because it's even worse than for male artists. Because honestly, right now, uh, can we can we name 15 artists, uh, male artists that are considered R&B at this point? Strictly? I mean, Strictly maybe nah, Tank, man. Tank, maybe. <laughs> I don't even jam tank like that. I go to some old school names, know, man. but I'm just saying. Okay, uh, and we're talking about dudes that's out popping right now, and that's only one of fifteen. Can we name? <laughs> can, I, can we name any more? Can I? Can I? Usher's uh, out of the conversation because he's just as much pop as he is R and B. I mean, you go through, and that's the part that makes it so confusing. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Sometimes I feel like I feel wrong listening. Like even when I listen, it's like I listen to Trey songs, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I like what he's saying. You know, it, it go hard. But it feels like you don't find too many dudes really jamming tank like that. If you ever really think about it, yeah. Are you jamming? Okay, never mind. Then I, I react my. St- I mean, take my statement back. Then maybe I'm just sleeping. No, 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 no. You're you're absolutely right. I just laugh about it. and I gave that response because of the fact that it's always funny to me. The dudes are in such a hurry to want to be macho and act like they not feeling that shit. When it would probably do you better, especially with the ladies, if you did show that you were into that kind of shit and played it more often. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Bruh, I'm not about to sit and bump Wu Tang Clan when I'm with the wipey all the time. It's just not gonna go like that. We do our little thing that we call our car karaoke and shit like that. Oh, we jamming everything. We didn't. We getting all that in. Uh, that Invincible remix with Carrie Hilson Usher and Trey songs. That shit that, is fucking that, fire. The date, the date night. Play, my date night playlist. Two songs I gotta have. Just say it by Neo. Say it. Yeah. And every you time I kill Scott, I gotta you have. have I gotta hey, have. Let me say it like my grandma. You fast. You fast. Man, I gotta have. I'm having my, I'm my ebony eyes with my boy Rick James. I'm gonna have me a little Teddy P. I'm, I'm going down. My my day night playlist go hard. Me and Shantae are so different, oh. dog. We jamming. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be strange? But you, you know what? That's the funny thing about it, though. That's the funny thing about it, though. But that's the thing to make us for me. I can appreciate both sides of what you guys just said because a happy medium for me is one of my things. If I had to make like a date night playlist or or like a love letter type playlist for my wife or something like that, one of the first songs that'll be on there is "Lots of Loving" by P Rock and CL Smooth. To me, that's the greatest oh, love song in hip hop history. I, I like having that blend, that mix, man. It don't always have to be sugary soft. It don't always have to be razor sharp and hard. You know, you can come to a happy medium and get best of both worlds in it and stuff like that. That's the one thing that makes the genre so good is the fact that you can still get that in there. You know what I'm saying? You can still go through and look smooth and be cool and throw out that Bonita apple bum and still come off like a G. You know what I'm saying? It still works. You know, you can have those happy mediums. You can still go through because, yeah, make no mistake about it. Uh, you still going to have them good, you know. Yeah. songs on there you know what i'm saying on on my day playlist and stuff like that i'm still have like a little usher.com or something like that on there you know what i'm saying you you, you keep it like that but you can keep it you know a little lighthearted, a little beautiful too i'm still gonna put that ribbon in the sky on there by stevie wonder because that's just the way that you know it makes me feel you know what i'm saying but it's about the expression man not about what other people think about it and that's where guys come up short man you you put on there what you feel. It's about your expression and the way that you use that music and that vibe to express what you're feeling at that time. This is these are facts. These are facts. All facts, bro. All facts. 
what what else we got in the entertainment, Tim fellas? Uh, oh, Marvel buying a uh, uh, Fox finally. Damn, I mean that's that's pretty huge. That went under the to a certain extent. It didn't take that long, really. For, what about a year? Oh, I mean, it took way too long. For it took way too long because you know Comcast was in there. You but they've been they've been in deep talks for like the last eight months, like eight yeah. or nine months. I Comcast think, I think came. That's I think that's pretty quick. But that's a, that's the thing. They was trying to uh, acquire uh, Fox back in. I think this was like 2014, and I think the the it was the whole thing about. Is Disney becoming a monopoly, and you know all that shit had to go back and forth, back and forth, and then Comcast coming. Yeah, and there's still certain parts of Fox that are still Foxes. They didn't buy Fox completely. They yeah, just they didn't bought get the certain parts and properties of Fox. Yeah, they didn't buy all of Fox because people would have raised all kinds of hell, and they'd they been like, the, yeah, they got a damn monopoly going on. They got because that would have been a super duper conflict for Disney to own ESPN and Fox on the sports side. Yeah, they got they this got their uh, studio division. So basically, most of the mo- mo- pretty much all the movies and all TV. So I mean, hey, Disney still killing it. They got that that uh, what's that that streaming service they're gonna come out with. So it's gonna be just impressive just to see how they just gonna keep on running shit yeah. for I mean, a long we're time. Gonna, we're gonna win all the way around because they got their thing going on and they're breaking out their streaming. DC is coming out with their streaming services and stuff like that. I mean, like if you about that life, if you into that blur gang, if 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 that's what you rock with with these pop culture vultures, you about to live it up real good here these oh. next couple of years because they're about we to have an explosion. About it. We didn't talk about it. X-Men and Fantastic Four coming home. The original? man. We're not going to talk about that right now because that's going to be a whole nother podcast because that will take a very long time because you know we love scripting for Fox and Marvel. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to have to listen <laughs> to my Y'all ain't put no dialogue out in the wild. They, they, oh, man. Man, I got I already have because you know I'm close with Fantastic Four so I already have them mapped out. I already have their whole vision, image, and everything mapped out. I'm ready to shock the world with this, but we gotta mm-hmm. save that for another podcast. You know who I wouldn't mind seeing is uh just oh man, this may go too long. Quick thing before I switch to the next one. I would love to see Donald Driver from uh Kylo Ren from the new Star Wars played uh Mr. Fantastic. But I wanna uh talk about with you with James Gunn, the whole James Gunn scenario that's been coming out. Uh... I wanna be <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people be sympathetic with it. And, you know, for those people who do not know or really don't really care about this, Jane Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He got fired from Marvel because of people, I guess, the group that kind of pushes Roseanne's side of things because she got fired fired for something that she had tweeted. They came out and they uh, showed a lot of tweets that James Gunn had from back in, I want to say 2008 or something like that, of him talking about very disgustedly, I have to have to say, uh, talking about messing around with little boys and pedophilia, which is, I don't know, it's just, he said he did it for comedy. Marvel knew about this when they hired him for Garden Galaxy. They didn't really care about it, but all of a sudden they cared about it now and they felt like they had to let him go for the acquisition of Fox deal that's going on. But I want to talk about. People are coming out in the defense of James Gunn saying, you know, especially the cast talking about, oh, you know, he needs his job back or he deserves his job back. But the thing that I don't like about that is that's fine and dandy. But how many of us you you work for an employer, you you know, they're going to look at your history. How many times have your parents, probably not uh, Marcus's uh, parents, told you that the jobs look at your social media? They look at what you're doing on social media because it, it still negatively affects. 
something. And I can understand if he was running around saying shit, damn, and fucking just like talking crazy. The fact that he was talking about touching little boys, and it wasn't just like a couple of tweets. It was a shit ton of tweets of him talking about raping and jacking off to Justin Bieber and snatching little boys. And, you know, like if he wish he was a, a eagle, he wish he can dumb down and. Who was it that fired him, Griff? Disney did. But I just, I know Disney's not the, 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 they don't have the squeaky clean background, but it's just like, yo, he was saying some off the wall shit. And I don't know, you know, they how. Had it, a squeaky clean, they don't have a squeaky clean background, but at the end of the day, I mean, nobody in their right mind is going to sit and assume that a, 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 a business, a brand, a entity, a piece of Americana, if you will, known as the Walt Disney Company, mm-hmm. is going to sit and stand pat. When this man gets exposed for multiple instances of pedophilia references and for people to sit and have this righteous indignation and outrage and, oh, he needs to be signed on back and this, that and the other and stuff like I mean, it sounds good. It sounds great. You guardian guys and stuff like that are standing up for your guy because you don't think that that's, you know, that big mm-hmm. of a deal and this, that and the other and all this stuff. Yeah. OK. Um if this was Spike Lee doing it and not James Gunn, mm. I wouldn't be raising up and saying all this. If it was At Ryan Coogler that would have gotten found out about doing this shit after Black Panther, you wouldn't have never even released the fucking film. Exactly. So miss me with that shit. Missed out on the bill. We're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it a, a super duper deal right now. Hmm. Uh this dude, and I don't really give a fuck if it's in jest or not, quote unquote. People love to follow, oh, well, you know, it was just him joking. Guys need to take it easy. Keep mm-hmm. You the same motherfuckers that sound like these Bush and H. Ross Perot motherfuckers when it came to women getting raped and talking about, well, if you can't fight it after a while, just relax and enjoy it. Try to enjoy mm-hmm. it. Fuck you. Fuck everybody that rides with you. Everybody mm-hmm. trying to hear that shit. At all. At the end of the day, you go through and you put out this standard and stuff like that. And don't be mad because that mighty, mighty sword of the court of social media public opinion came back and cut your boy across his ass like mm. it just does everybody else. You're not over here sitting and getting mad about the Me Too's and this, that, and the others and all this other shit that gets brought up from way, way back in the day. I just saw three, four fucking instances of baseball players did shit that they did in high school came back to just bite them in the ass right now. That's true. You ain't said nothing in defense of them, though. What makes this motherfucker so special? Because he making you look good with these buffoonish-ass mockeries of a fucking comic book that I grew up loving? Because I don't never like none of the motherfuckers in the movies anyway. Exactly. Hopefully the third one will be a breath of fresh air and will actually be something that I can take seriously. Because the first two sucked for my money. Exactly. They were great money grabs. They did right. their little part to appeal with the little catchiness and the comedy and the I am Groot for the kids and the points and, you know, comedy. I get all that. You want to make money. You want to keep your franchise rolling. You want to go through and get that cash cow and keep them golden eggs popping out. All well and good. But at the core of it, when you look at it for the quality that any kind of blurred or comic book fan wants to look at, you left a lot to be desired with them fucking films. I don't give a damn what you say about them. You preaching tonight. It's Man. just the way that it goes. So, yeah, you mad because you're messing up your money and stuff like that. You might be mad because you a Dave Batista and you want to stand up all grand and mighty. Ooh. Oh, you know, I'm just stepping on toes. Just doing this just because of my contractual obligation. Motherfucker, be glad that they still got you out there on film because this is the only shit that you've ever done that mattered since you pitched a fucking temper tantrum and quit live on fucking wrestling. Who Man. gives a shit? 
Man. You walk in a straight line, can you actually bend over and touch your toes and touch your nose? You steroid freak. Don't give a shit about what you got to say about that shit. Then he wanted be high and mighty about it all then he went at Louis Vuitton belt for like six months. Like, we get it, bro. Like, we, you tucking all man. your shirts. Man, come on, man. <laughs> Miss me with that shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the part that really gets me is people want to be selective about when they want to show concern. People want to be selective about who they want to give a pass and who they don't want to give a pass. Set that motherfucking line in the sand, and I don't give a fuck who it is. If you cross that shit, your ass is gone. Mm, got him. I don't have no sympathy for that shit. If you go through and you prove out shit, ain't nobody have a drop of fucking uh, sympathy or, oh, well, you know, they were all doing it back then. or Oh, well, you know, this was uh, long ago, water under the bridge and this, that, and other. When you were trying to railroad and kill off Dr. Uh, William H. Cosby. Yeah, he had to so get what's the, the fuck out of war for a long time. You threw Bill up under the bus and went through and did all your creative stuff and things like this and that and stuff like that. Like the culture didn't exist where you could tear down a black man at any time, no matter what his level of prominence and celebrity is. You waited almost a quarter century until this dude wanted to do something that you didn't like, like buy one of your major multimedia companies to tear his ass down and basically put him to bed. Hmm. I didn't know we were I love get this to keep this podcast lighthearted, but make no motherfucking mistake about it. I'm old school and I'm not stupid. I'm a nerd to my heart and I know how this shit goes. If you motherfuckers want to unplug from the matrix and get at me, I ain't hard to find. But I'm not about to sit here and lie and sugarcoat the shit because that's the problem. Everybody wants to go through and sugarcoat shit and make shit look out and work out for them when it's convenient and not just be across the board. I don't have a problem if you go through and you slander all of them across the board if they do wrong, but slander all of them when not they just do some wrong. of them. I just some of them. Fuck so you then got what he deserved. Ain't nobody worried about his ass. He can go through and get signed on with somebody else. I'm sure that uh, uh, Vivid Video or, or uh, Evil Angel or somebody is hiring. They can uh, use his expertise. It's all good. I mean, mm -hmm. Sony, Fox, Warner Brothers. I mean, somebody will give him a job. It, you know, hey, it's all He'll good. Be all right. But He'll if be I am right. the face of what is America's most wholesome image in Disney, there's no fucking way in hell I'm going to sit and let somebody that's made repeated <laughs> pedophilia references continue to work for my organization. What, Mickey and Minnie supposed to be cool with that? Donald and Goofy supposed to be riding <laughs> with this motherfucker? Hell no. Throw the whole, fu throw the whole fucking <laughs> throw director the whole away. That's what you young people say, right? Throw the whole director away. Throw the pit of misery. Man, what's going down on power, man? I ain't been able to catch it. Break, break, break me down. Absolutely man. nothing. Throw that whole six <laughs> episode away. It's not even a half. Hundred percent holes. Throw the Hermendez twins. Throw Angela. Throw Tyree. Like Evil John Cena got throw him away. Man, throw Tommy in that hole twice. Here's the thing. And you know what? After all this time, I'm going to come back and I'm going to give props to my boy Griff because I gave him a hard time about it the first time we talked about it. This is another classic example, like Griff has always said, where instead of trying to go through and be logical about it, and maybe your season is only eight episodes or nine episodes. No, let's give the filler episodes, the bullshit mm -hmm. episodes, so we can stretch this bitch out to 11 or 12 episodes. This last episode was a classic case of this because nothing happened that would impact or make any bit of difference to anything else that went on. It was literally a filler and dialogue episode. That's it. That's it. 
Mm-hmm. I place you here. I show you this. I foreshadow, foreshadow. Bullshit. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to have wifey get mad and walk off at the end. Really? You ain't even give me a good cliffhanger. You didn't even give me nothing that made me really? interested in watching the next fucking episode. You to be honest. You like, damn, Tasha didn't move out the house. Oh well, who cares? <laughs> the, yes. uh, the, the only thing interesting yeah. about the show is seeing when will Tommy die. Like the count, we should please. start a countdown. When should Tommy die? <laughs> now, now, please. I need Lorenz Tate to die. Stat, please. Oh, I need Lorenz Tate to die nerve. immediately. I don't even know what I need Lorenz Tate to dig a hole and for them to put that little uh, memorial thing for Raina right on top of his body. Mm-hmm. Please and see you. You know what? You know what? You know what? We can put we can put Daddy Teresti. We can put that lawyer Silver. We can put mm-hmm. Lorenz Tate and put them all in the same hole and put that memorial right on yeah. the top of those bodies. Papa, you know, this Papa Teresi got to go. Okay, this is what I'm going to tell you. So if you if you are a person that watches like the crime shows or quote unquote really really good written shows, that you believe the characters. Silver, Papa Teresi, uh you can go with uh some of the cops on the force. You can go with uh who we just talked to, who were we just talking about is pissing us off shit. Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. They mm-hmm. all are so cookie cutter. It, they don't seem believable. Like Bruh. you don't believe that they, they actually well, are out there he's, doing that shit. How are you supposed to believe that you are that smart? But how am I supposed to believe you that smart as a lawyer, as a as a esteemed lawyer like Mister Silver is, and you that easily pussy whipped? Exactly. Really? And on top of that, I mean, just uh, or, or how like with Lorenz Tate character, like you just don't come. You look sly. So it's like, I can't believe trust you from the. Bro, he looks so shady, bro. And, <laughs> and you know what? A show that we did not talk about is Luke Cage and how they this season flesh out and make you believe shit that you wouldn't think you would believe. Like, I don't know. Did we talk about this on the other podcast? We may have not talked about this. How every Jamaican on Luke Cage is not Jamaican. Like I believe in their character. I believe in their story. I believe on how they're moving the, the story alone or advancing the plot. I could give two shits about anybody on power right now besides Tommy just to see when he's going to die. And that's it. He's carrying the show. I'm he's carrying the and show, I might boycott after they kill Tommy. I might boycott after exactly. they kill Tommy. Exactly, and, and I'll probably be acting like I didn't know it was coming. I mean, it wasn't coming, and I already knew it was coming. I just bought a boycott just for the hell of it. Yeah, I'm going to still act a fool. I'm going to still post about it and tweet about it. I'm going to try to organize and get a petition online and sign signatures. Fuck power. Bring back Tommy. Like, the whole nine. I'm going to be super extra about the shit. Super to me, it it got to be Ghost. If anybody's gonna kill Tommy, it gotta be Ghost. Cause Ghost gotta realize, like, all right, he's he's officially like a full loose cannon. I can't yeah, control him. He's he's he, he's, he remind he me of a, a broken a broken Batman. He was supposed to be the black Batman, <laughs> like we talked about earlier. Like you know, a suave club businessman at at during what no. Yeah, during yeah, the day. yeah, you got businessman <laughs> by day and a motherfucking G by night. And he ain't got no G in him at all. This nigga is down to the yeah. fucking puff, nigga. He don't even have ghosts no more, nigga. Take that nigga whole name away. He's Casper. Just a cloud don't of call him ghosts. Call him Casper. Oh, uh, no. Because he's friendly as hell right now. He's yeah, friendly nigga. as hell right now. He, he, called, is, he, he didn't call Angela every episode crying after her. Oh, Angela, woe is me. 
You showed up at her door. The only thing he needed was to be standing out in the rain, like on Ray J's One Wish video, mm -hmm. and it would have just been complete for his simple life. Right if you would come back, man, exactly. <laughs> All you needed to do is see her standing outside in the rain with a wet uh, dress shirt on, so the ladies could have that eye candy and, and be sugary soft. I didn't have nowhere else to go. Yet you run a drug empire. You could afford it a hotel. You got a you got a whole club, bro. You don't go to your club. He just ain't he ain't got that swag no more. Yes, he seemed like he ain't got his swag. He is officially honey butter biscuit soft, man. He's soft. S a w f t. He's soft. And people and people want to say that he's broken and all this. I've seen more. I've seen better acting out of certain broken characters like a Annalise Keaton on her. Show how to get away with it. Ain't nobody food with Annalise. Annalise can bring Viola Davis can bring those tears like no. Oh, she can act, dog. That's not getting yeah, that's broken. Not, that's not I want to talk about somebody that you wouldn't expect to look Coming broken, down. being broken. That actually impressed me. Morris Chestnut on the second best man was fucking broken. Hey, and I ain't hey, never act that good ever in his life on anything. Saquon Barkley before the draft? Yeah, that's what he was. Oh, that's him. Saquon Barkley. His best life. Best life, man. pro running back. I'll let you, boy. New York living it up, bro. But power, I mean, power, I don't know, dog. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to be like this for, I want to say, I want to say it's going to be like this for two more episodes, and then all of a sudden they're going to give you that avalanche of everything that we've been waiting to actually see. Remember last year, all those prison episodes they was doing? Like, it wasn't nothing happening. Those would never get out of prison. Ghost was just in prison, like, Oh, look, here's another guard pick. Oh, look, here's another inmate trying to blackmail Ghost. The fuck? Oh, Ghost got to kill somebody, and Papa Teresi right there to say, come on. Oh my uh, God! This old man saves the day. Oh my God! Oh, here comes the connection. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. being a they bitch found nigga. the evil mole in the Fed prosecuting thing. Oh, they shaked his ass in jail. Oh my God! Look, yeah. look. Right. Okay, on this new bro, spoiler. he died so easy. Uh, on this new episode, it's a spoiler already. Demarcus, it really doesn't matter. Dog, it don't matter, bro. When when they were shutting down the case and they. They happened to bring in the evidence that made them reopen the case. I was just like, Jesus, who wrote Come on, man. Come on, man. New York has the worst cops on all teams. The worst done. But they 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 <laughs> found a way to uh, arrest Meek, dog, real quick. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> they, they arrest him real Meek, quick. Can't catch ghosts, but me going to jail because he riding a dirt bike. All right. New York cops ain't been legit since uh, New York undercover. Oh, yeah. They out of there, dog. Hey, hey. Yeah, he died in uh, what was that? How did I get married? They they, they killing us all off, man. Oh man, he died like a. Uh, and then the Rock replaced that nigga. I was like, damn it, died. I he like got a bitch. replaced him. He got a bitch. He's gonna be the Rock, Rick Fox, or what? What's the Shamar Moore? It was gonna Shamar Moore be come out here, dog. <laughs> It's you always replaced, you replaced a brother named Malik with a Samoan. Doc, I didn't watch. Okay, so on Rampage, this this another part that pissed me off. How the hell is the Rock so like he's the cleanest, dirtiest person I've ever seen in my life. The Rock just be having like <laughs> dirt on him with no cuts, no nothing. Like, what the fuck? This nigga then slid down well, a whole building. Swab, swab, dirty bastard. Dog, this, this, this oh, alligator Only thing dirty is my clothes. Don't get have, my skin is still got, perfect. He got one rip on his, show, on his shirt. I said, Jesus, man. Did y'all really, really, really just cut my shirt and just... And my, and my skin is still perfect. Exactly, dog. Alright, cool. 
Right, the Rock will whoop your ass and give you a, a smile, dog. That's he like Chick Fil A, the human life Chick Fil A, dog. I always give <laughs> you a smile, dog. Got lying, bro. Hi, welcome to my movie. It's a bright seventy-two degrees. How can I take you over I today? Will, I will gladly take a spine buster, rock bottom, and a people's elbow, and be like, "This is the best fucking day of my life right now." Exactly, son. <laughs> <laughs> he is beating the shit out of me, and I'm cool. Let me give you a, a two <laughs> hours of action and a whole bunch of smiling. <laughs> Throw that, throw that elbow pad, Rock. Yeah. But yeah, power's pissing me off, dog. Fuck power. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. But it's cool. It's cool, bro. Because now training camp is here. Preseason about to start. <clears throat> Before, Everything's about to get a lot better. Before you say that, two other shows that people need to watch is Orange is the New Black is a fantastic season this year. I mean, damn, I'm floored at how good the season damn is. Damn sure better than last season. Way better. And number two, hey, The Last right? Chance You. If you're not watching that show, oh, you're missing man, out on classic. life. It's a classic right there. Last Chance You've been good for years, though. Hey, did y'all watch the... Uh, even this after, one is the best season out of all three. I hmm. agree. Did you watch after the third after the uh, third season wrapped up they did like a recap of what's yeah, going on right now the second season oh shit man i mean that was that was some really good, good stories some not so good stories but yeah good update very yeah, it was good, real good really really good what a good don't, series dog don't hard knock start today if I'm not oh yeah hard knock Josh Gordon gonna be yeah. out there. i'm i'm a better call better call nah. guy, so that started yesterday i don't know if y'all catch up with that i haven't caught the first episode but it's it's a couple of, it's a couple of good yeah. shows up for us kids. Oh, I don't matter shows, Wilson. Damn it. What 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 you what you been catching? Yeah. I know I know you. Y'all I know you sleeping. Been. If you're not watching Claws, your life is completely fucked off. Oh, after, 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 after that first episode, I mean, I only watched it for her, so I ain't gonna. And they give you more than enough reason to watch it for every single episode if that's all you're watching it for. But it's actually still a really good story. Really good story. He should be putting those bikinis on like she knows she doing. Jesus. That is super duper legit. Again, uh, (laughs) Marvel is stepping their game up with their their TV show forays because Cloak and Dagger just finished their first season and it was impressive to say the least. I was not ready to buy in on the concept uh the way they kind of reinvented or kind of remastered the origin and stuff like that they made it work seamlessly they made you buy in and invest on the characters they have really really strong uh performances by the uh, actor and actress that play cloak and dagger in the series it's a really good show it tells a really good story uh if you get a chance check that out that is a a really really good show all right, there we go, man. Gotta check so, it out. Gotta check it out. Got to. We're gonna touch on some more shows towards Griff, the end. You're gonna love it. I can't wait till you see it. You're gonna oh, yeah. love it. I gotta man, I gotta make time, man. It just be like shit. I just so much bullshit I gotta it'd watch. So, it's be, called life, sir. Life and so adulting. Life and adulting happens. And now and now I got this new show, Love Is now in my rotation. I'm like, God damn it, man. I avoided that on purpose. I avoided that on purpose because everybody started raving about in time. I don't Bro, have time. My DVR is full. Thank it's, you. It's 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 so beautiful, dog. I I've just never seen a show this this beautiful in my life. It's just like when people started raving and going off, and everybody started catching on to this is us. I watched like the first three episodes. This shit, this is like crack. I need to get the fuck away from this. I have Damn, not cried as much. I heard it was that man good. in my entire life, Bruh, I have not cried that much at a fucking TV show in my entire life, and that's literally every episode. 
every episode they're gonna oh, get nah. some tears out you. I ain't trying to get my feelings like that. Uh-uh, I'm good. That's their this way. is this is us is, is phenomenal to say I'm I'm so sincere. I don't talk about it that much, and it's kind of on purpose because I don't feel like getting on my feels because I'm a G right now. But this is us. Oh yeah, bro, you gonna watch that with some Kleenex? Oh yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I can't watch it. Can't watch it. <laughs> he said, "Can't I can't do it." <laughs> can't watch it. Can't watch it. All right, man. How are we gonna break this down today? We're going to cover the NFC East and the NFC South. We're going to go over Man. the win totals from last year. Increase Man. or decrease on those win totals. We're going to give a player that we expect to break out on offensive defense and then a rookie to look out for on each team. How that sound to you? Which one are we doing first? We're going to start with the NFC East and the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Flying high. Oh, flying high. Flying high. Flying, hey, they pulled off the upset, man. That's the goal. Those are the goals right now. Hey, boy, my boy Nick Foles out there slinging them touchdowns. First, that, that, that's the first day I made my Philly cheesesteak egg rolls, and it's been booming ever since. So, hey. Oh, man, I'm going to put on my Earth jersey. You got me. <laughs> I forgot you got that. Wait, oh, Lord. Oh, I've been in that gym. Oh, <laughs> Got to get that, that oh, belly off. Like, oh, thirst oh, girl. Oh, and he third, hurt, too. And he hurt. God damn it, man. That's the thing that pissed me off. 13 and 3 Philadelphia Eagles bringing in Haloti Naha, Michael Bennett to show up the defensive line, and also Mike Wallace to help with the deep threats. Also, Ricky and Dallas Gobert. Y'all expect these guys to win over 13 games? Or y'all expect a decrease? They're going to go down because a, I don't. It's going to be a decrease. It's going to be a decrease because the Giants got better. I think the Redskins are still sneaky good. Um, Dallas, I don't know what to expect with Dallas, but they may can get it. Dak may go back to how he was his rookie season and not force the ball and be actually efficient. So who knows what's going to go on? But I know for they're going to decrease because I don't think they're going to they're not going to lose three games. And then they may not even have wins the opening game. So who knows? But Ertz being in uh, get uh, with an undisclosed injury is huge. Also, Alshon Jeffrey being hurt, who may not be. I don't think he's going to play week one. Yeah, I think he's out yeah, week one. Exactly. So. A boost is, you know, Nelson Aguilar. I think he's going to get a, a nice little boost. And then Mike Wallace. I mean, if Mike Wallace can play like he did uh, the last year in Miami. Much. He don't got to do much. Do I don't want him to play like he did with the uh, with the Ravens. I want him to play like how he did with Miami that last year before he got traded or whatnot or signed with the Ravens. So if he can give me that production, like 900 yards and maybe 78 touchdowns, I think he can. Good for the uh for them. I think he replaced what Jeffrey can give him. How you feel about him, Will? Uh Super Bowl hangover combined with the fact that their schedule is Ooh. nowhere near easy. Uh tough. Uh like Eagles fans should be happy if they win eleven. Uh the first half of their season is brutal. You start off and you got the Falcons. You play the Titans. You play the Vikings. Yeah, you play after the, the Panthers, Titans, it's like Jesus you play Christ. the Jaguars. You play the Saints. I mean, that's first well, half. That's your first half schedule. That's brutal. Well, that's that's division team, champs and deep playoff runs that you got to go up against. Yeah. Well, the team, two teams that I don't think they should be worried about, or the three, honestly, is the Bucks, the Colts, and maybe the Titans. The Titans' defense is good, but I still want to see how Mariota and they. Uh, Mike Vrabel's new scheme is what's what's that going to do over there? So I, mean, I look at that one as being iffy is because of the fact that they're playing that game in Tennessee. Oh, uh, that's true. Well, do you, you think we worried about the Colts and the Bucks? 
I didn't mention the Colts. I didn't mention okay. the Buccaneers either. Yeah, it's like it's I, honestly, I think what Wilson looking at is more like the meat, like the middle of their schedule. Oh, yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, Vikings, I mean, it starts off. I mean, because even Jesus. after that Jag, you still got the Saints, you got the Giants again, Redskins. Like it's it gets tough. Man. Mm. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. That Ram, Ram, Rams Texans back to back weeks. If healthy, Jesus Christ, that is tough. I didn't see them last. I mean, let's, let's let's think about it like this. Let's think about it like this. You go through a stretch of games where you go through. You got the Eagles playing. Against Against the Titans, then they follow up with the Vikings, then they follow up with the Giants, then they follow up with the Panthers, then they follow up with the Jaguars, mm -hmm. then they follow up with the Saints. Yeah, they got them off. That's the not an easy stretch, come <laughs> That's not an easy stretch. Good thing, um, good thing they got that good linebacker depth because it's gonna be. I mean, that good. Uh, oh, they're gonna need that D line and linebacker depth all day long. They gonna need all of that. They gonna be on their toes. They are gonna be on their toes. But you said the Saints gonna suck, so we're gonna take that win. Hey man, I'm team tank for the Saints, baby. They need to give up that number <laughs> one. I need them to pick top five this year, homie. That's what's up. Much that's as I love my man Kamara, I need him to roll that ankle. Roll that. Oh, ankle and then Darius Pro's coming back, so that's gonna be interesting to see how he's gonna be. And he already confirmed it's gonna be his last year. I mean, oh yeah, go out, go out, go out, of champ, dog. Go out, of champ. That's I think that they're still going to be the class of the division. I still think that they're going to win the division. However, I think it's going to be a lot tougher, and I don't think that it's going to be 13 games. I look for them to win maybe 11, uh, maybe 12, depending on if they get a funny bounce on the ball their way in one of these games. But 11 to 12 games uh, I think is reasonable for them. I do not see them winning 13 or 14 unless they just coming out like a juggernaut this season. Mm -hmm. Fucking niggas up. That Lujo? No. Where did Demarcus go? Where did Demarcus go? No, I'm saying y'all think Zach Ertz is gonna have any competition with Dallas Gobert, or you think he's just gonna be able to man? He gonna have competition with Richard Rogers, homeboy. Oh, oh God. Okay. My bad. My Rogers. fault. My fault. That was biased. That was biased. That was that Packers love right there. <laughs> My bad. Doubt. Uh, Gobert is gonna push him. I mean, when it comes to their tight end situation, with all three involved, your best ability is availability. Whoever's the most durable is going to get the most shine, period. Exactly. And then Zachary still played pretty good with Trey Burke there last year. So, you know, that's not no – it ain't going to hurt him. Yeah, the way much. Peterson runs his offense and stuff like that, there's more than enough touches to go around for the tight end position because it's not necessarily a position of heavy emphasis unless the, the situation calls for it. Like if the defense, if that's the only thing that they're giving you is the underneath and the slot stuff, the things that would normally go to your tight end in said scheme. Other than that, I mean, it's pretty much going to be par for the course. They're going to spread the ball around. I mean, that's what they're predicated on. That's what Peterson's predicated on. He's a guy from that home green umbrella so that he runs those West Coast concepts. They're never going to go through and get, like, tunnel vision on one guy and feed him, like, 140 targets. That's not the way that the offense works. So the ball's going to get spread around. Everybody's going to have their chance. But you got to be healthy to get out there and get your touches. I agree. That's true. And Dallas, they end the season 9-7. and seven. They lost a lot of talent when you talk about Jason Witten and Dez Bryant, and then they bring in Allen Hearns, Tavon Austin, Cameron Flint, Coney Ely. I think those are pretty good signings, sneaky mm -hmm. signings. Drafting a corner Williams to show up the offense line even more, and Michael Gallup. Who do you think is going to be the lead and receiver on Dallas? Oh, Allen Hearns if he stay healthy because he runs a lot of routes, and that's something that – I mean, not something that Dez couldn't do, and it's something that Dak really needed so he can flourish with his game. I mean – Easily still there, so you know his safety blanket is still kind of you know around the corner. You know Jason Witten was gone, but when Jason Witten wasn't balling, it was kind of 
Beasley is when Dak was playing his best. So I think Beasley's still gonna have some type of role. But I like Allen Hearns. I like Allen Hearns too if he can stay healthy. So True. I don't know what how's that gonna go. That's the, that's the biggest. Well, I mean, question. Does, does Tavon Austin play for the Cowboys? He does. Oh damn! When that's the that receiver. <clears throat> Really? That's your leading receiver. I can see that because I think he's going to be lined up in that backfield. Tavon is a better mismatch than Allen Hearns, and he's a much quicker target than Beasley and all the other little slot guys that they got, so he'll be able to bail I out never. Dak Prescott in those situations even faster. I look I for never, him to catch a ton of balls, to I be never, honest. I never trusted Tavon Austin, honestly. What, what number? I never in, trust him, but in the situation that he's in and the offense that they like to run in Dallas, it actually maximizes his talents more so than almost any other situation that he's been in. Uh, they're going to move him around kind of Ty Montgomery style, Danny Woodhead style, where you'll see him get jet sweep touches at our, at running back and stuff like that as well. That's why I think that at the end of the day, he'll end up being their leading receiver because they're going to mix up the way that they use him. I would love to see that, but I don't trust Dallas Cowboys offense. I don't trust them to even adapt to, to do something like that. Oh, don't so, get me wrong, fam. I'm not saying that he's going to lead the team with like 90 catches. He might lead the league and only have 45 or 50 catches oh, yeah, uh, to lead that team. Because their passing offense is is not very good. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, how many, like, how many yards do you expect Ezekiel Elliott to rush for? About 1,700. Oh, yeah, he's going to give you some big – because even – About 1,800, He pissed off and he got all No, yeah. rushing. Rushing. He's going to wow. lead the league in rushing. Oh, I, I'll I, tell I, you that right now. I'll call my shot on that right now. He's going to lead the league in rushing, and he'll probably lead it by about 125 yards over I'm the next be, closest guy. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to let you know that uh, the person I say is going to lead the league in rushing is going to be my boy Dalvin Cook. So, whoa. Dalvin ain't going to stay healthy all season. <laughs> Not with Latavius Murray. Oh yeah, he's gonna be healthy all season. Remember what? last year. Remember hey. last year. Who? No. Have you been? Have you been listening to the training? Uh, uh, uh training camp reports. He's my, no, he's, one, he's not, one of my keepers. I know. I'm 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 on the even, train, but it's not even the fact he's that he's looking good. But I'm saying the fact that they said that they are expect him to get anywhere from 25 to 30 carries a game. Well, that's what he was getting last year, though. But that's, that's the thing is last? the fact that they feel comfortable with him with his recovery process and on top of that the vikings def- uh their offensive line did get better and i truly think that latavius murray may come in for a few gold uh line carries something like that but dalvin cook man ooh, wait i can't man it's possible the only reason why i do not agree with the fact that dalvin cook will leave the league in rushing is as follows you do not give kirk cousins all that guaranteed money to have him hand off the ball end of conversation <laughs> Oh, but that's the thing about it. I think the offensive line is gonna be that good that he just gonna break a lot of uh, break a lot of uh, what you call it runs, and I think that's how the, it's gonna go. I don't think that he's gonna be just like their super workhorse, but I think that he can give you at least twenty touches and still give you man upward of. He's gonna have to average about seven yards a carry to beat out Ezekiel Elliott. Get that ball <laughs> him thirty-five times man, a game. Like, like Ezekiel Elliott is gonna get that ball like Earl Campbell back in the touches. day. He's the thing no about it is, I don't trust. I don't trust the Cowboys' defense to hold up but, to where but they can continue to run the about ball. This, Griff, like as as punishing as football is for Ezekiel Elliott to have all that time off his body of not taking hits. That is true. But that's look not, at Dalvin Cook too. But he had a recovery too. So. Okay, but then the yeah. the other part of that that comes into play too is you have have to look at the viking schedules and look at all of the front sevens that they play too because that's going to be a factor 
Their schedule ain't that easy. Remember, they got a first place schedule. Chicago ain't no joke, man. Chicago they got a, ain't no joke. Chicago got a hell of a defense. Hell, they play. They play great front sevens. They play the Saints. They play. Uh, <laughs> they play the 49ers coming out the gate, which is one of the top five front sevens in the league. Man, don't get it twisted. They'll find out how good Dalvin Cook is in Week One because that defense is supremely underrated. Everybody's so caught up in Jimmy G. That front seven is legit, and their offensive line has improved. But I don't think that their offensive line is in that top five, top eight category. And I think that's going to affect it with the way that they choose to run the ball. They don't run the ball in Minnesota in a way where they get him out open in space. If they did that more, I could see that big play ability coming into play. But they're a little bit more old-fashioned. Zimmer likes that good old-fashioned inside and off-tackle type uh, running game. And I think that's going to affect him. Again, I look for Dalvin Cook to have about 1,300 yards and about 16 touchdowns. But he's still not going to lead the league in rushing. And then on my what Dallas is, and my um, reason why I didn't think that uh, Ezekiel Elliott was going to have like, I, I guess lead the league in rushing, like you say, is because the high power offenses they're going to have to play this year. I mean, they're not playing no cookie cutter offenses. You Hell no, the, they're not. They got the Texans, <laughs> the, the the Lions, the Jags. I mean, the Titans, Falcons. But, we, Saints, but, we, but, we, but the but only we, thing that bails Dak out, I mean, the he only thing that bails uh, Zeke out is the fact runs. that Zeke got a breakaway talent. He got yeah. breakaway talent like Dalvin Cook. So mm-hmm. it's not a thing of him having that without, without the recovery. Without the recovery. Yeah. He can he can break out and hit you for that 70 yarder easy on a run or a swing pass. We're gonna see. I just think that he's gonna get he's gonna get force fed by default because they ain't gonna yeah. have no other choice. He's the he's their best football player, if you ask me. He's the oh, best yeah. yeah, at all times. So what 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 record y'all got? What y'all think? I'm gonna be uh, nice to him. I give him Again, just going back to back with the back to back with them because I just think that the Giants is better, the Eagles is better, and I just think that the Redskins is probably going to catch them slipping. What do you think? If 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 they can't find their way, and so far I'm I'm waiting to kind of gauge them out a little bit better once I see them in a few preseason games and kind of see how their offense clicks and what identity they have in their passing game. If their passing game can click and they can get into a little bit of rhythm where they can go through and keep teams on their toes, top end, I say about 10 and 6. If that passing game stutters the way that it did last year, they're going to be 8 and 8 or 7 and 9. Real quick. I can get with you on that. Redskins finished 7 and 9 last year, lose Kirk Cousin, bring in the more consistent Alex Smith. He don't have the same type of weapons. We don't know what type of Jordan Reed he got. He does. He does have one of my favorite running backs in Darius guys. Oh, he's bad. Who I think he's. I think, I think he's gonna take that job. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be the starter. Ryan got that job on lock. Nah, Samaj. Samaj. They would have I don't think they would have drafted him. I think he's a good goal line running back. I was and, just hating on Demarcus. That's all. I don't okay. believe that. I was just saying it to be spiteful. Okay. To the market with, with Sony Michelle going out, Darius guys may be top three as far as the rookie running backs are concerned. With, with Sony Michelle being hurt right He's now, super I agree. Weak. Super weak, and Sony oh, Michelle, yeah, that's Sony Michelle for the uh, Patriots. That's gonna be big. But what type of consistency can you guys see Alex Smith bringing the 79 Redskins? You think they'll be able to improve on that mark, or you think they'll continue to be a little stagnant? They'll be eight and eight, and then they'll be forgotten I about. It, yeah, I think that they'll improve. I think that they'll be eight and eight, uh, but. I think the funny part about that eight and eight is the fact that that eight and eight is probably going to have at least three surprise wins against teams that they have no business beating. And then the thing about it is they have a tough schedule too. 
that entire division well, has a tough you, schedule. You, you also got to think about the, the NFL is just tough in general, so it's, you're not going to get no easy days. Yeah, I think you're right, man. No, 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 no. It's the simple you know. fact that the divisions that they pulled this year, the NFC South and the AFC South, are arguably the top two divisions in football. Mm. That's who they play this year. So every team in this division is going to have a hard as hell ass schedule. <laughs> you ain't lying. This is going like, like, to be every play team in this division is going to play the Jags, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans. I mean, they're going to get the creme de la creme because it's it's just funny the way that it worked out like that. But you're talking about some of the best offenses in football that you're going to face coming out of NFC South and some of the better defenses that they're mm-hmm. going to face in the NFL coming out of the AFC South. So they're going to get hit both ways. So these teams are going to have to show There's that they're no, the total package the, the week in and week NFC out in East, order to be able they, to make it. I don't see the NFC East playing a bad quarterback all year because even week one, they're going to get whatever Sam Bradford got. Well, they'll get one with the Buccaneers. You know, Sam Bradford, the Buccaneers. He good for one. He good for, he good for one game. <laughs> but we whenever, thought, whenever anybody in the season. NFC East plays the Buccaneers, that's their only game against bad quarterbacks. Don't do James like that. Don't do James like that. Who? Man. Don't do man, that. Or, the organization, his sponsors, and everybody else then gave up on James because James gave up on himself. Hey, and I'm, also, doing, I'm not doing anything to James. And I'm, you know that coming from me. I'm gonna uh, give James that, that pity. Man. I'm giving that wow. pity. He just had nope. a kid. Maybe he maybe he's gonna change. Nope. Type. Don't do that, man. Don't do that to James, bro. No, nope. I no. have to. I have to say, I will Please, give bro. him a pass just because Please. it wasn't of recent. Thank you. How many more passes place. does this dude get? The though. thing about it is, I, I, as, I, as a quarterback, truly, you shouldn't have none because Quincy Carter didn't get no passes. So I'm with you, but get I, let, let James be James, man. After the believe. speech that I just gave earlier in this podcast about <laughs> James Dunn, to expect me to give him any sympathy, you must be out your mind. <laughs> okay, so my thing about this is with James Gunn, I will always say he was a grown man. Yeah, talking about. Touching on sure. little boys, sure. which I think it's a, the infraction. With James, I'm not James, comparing the James is still growing. He's a man. I mean, he was a child doing childish things, and I think we all have done. Yes, I think we've all done things that we're not proud of, yes, and right. I think life is all about you know. You the cab driver before you no, got I, mean, I ain't never been that bold. I ain't never been that bold, but I'm trying to say I didn't done something that I. I <laughs> you trying to get pride on top? That's that's a setup. Don't answer that, Griff. But no, I'm just saying it's just like it's things that we have done in life that we can't. Were you a millionaire celebrity that was aware that you had eyes on you at all times and you had already previously fucked up in college before you became said millionaire? So you might want to think twice before you did something like that. I'm not really having no sympathy for that shit. If he didn't have prior mistakes in college that he should have learned from, I'd give him a pass. But he did. Okay, so I'm the type of I'm the type of person just because of my mindset I'm in now. I just truly feel like people. I think people would have mistakes and I think that mm-hmm. life should be, I think the team should not give up on him, but I think they should encourage him and still discipline him and at let least, him know that we don't allow, tolerate this. Allow him to grow a little bit. Because like, you're still a young they person. Haven't you, him. They haven't demoted him as a starter. So they still believe in him. It just, still don't mean I got to give him a pass. I, I mean, I agree. I don't, I don't think nobody deserves a pass, but I think we all, I mean, he'll be, he will be in pads and playing on that field starting week four after his suspension is done. It ain't nobody on earth that thinks anything different. I just Barring wish that, I wish that he had somebody in I wish he had somebody in his circle to 
give him a nudge and just be like, hey, stay on but the right path. my thing, Griffin. You got to understand, baby. I'm a, I'm a diehard Seminoles fan for over 30 years. He has people that are willing oh, yeah. to work with him and be in his corner. He's had the yeah. Deion Sanders, the Bobby Bowdens, and other folks in his corner trying to help him. And he's still doing what he's doing. That's why I'm not giving him a pass. Okay, it's well, not I like the people haven't reached out to him. It's not like... uh. My boy Brooks uh, from back in the day, the Marvin Joneses of the world, uh, the Leroy Butlers and stuff. It's not like. That's true. He remind me. Yeah, he, he remind me of uh, the dude off of uh, Last Chance You, honestly. <laughs> that, 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 that quarterback. Can't get, can't get right. Man, oh, he couldn't get right. Isn't it? And, we keep and Malik Henry is the biggest asshole I've ever seen. I I, I completely understand why he's not Ooh, a Florida State Seminole. He's so disrespectful, dog. It's so Because I literally wanted to punch him in the fucking face after I saw that joke. <laughs> just talking shit about like, everybody. He just don't get it. He just does not get it. So, what, Griff, give me a good baseline for Alex Smith this year. You, I man, know you're, I, a, you're an Alex Smith guy. Man, I think Alex Smith, with the weapons he has, he may give you. 32 to 3,500 yards, maybe. Now, is this is this with a healthy Jordan Reed, or is this with Jordan Reed in and out? This the is with him in and out of the, the thing, because I just don't know where they're going to go to. They, they keep talking about Grant, but I'm just like, I'm not Josh sold on Grant. They got Doxson, and I'm just like, he, you know, he had fumbling hands last year, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Where's it's he? just this whole, this whole team just kind of just – it's, it's, a black, screen it's a rebuild. It's, nah. it's, it's, it's screen yeah, rebuild. The Redskins this year are a walking trap game for everybody that they play. They are. It's because they they you underestimate them and they will beat you. That's why I say they may go eight and eight, but three of them games are gonna be games you're gonna be like, man, they have no fucking business beating this team. They just they just look that way because Alex Smith has that it factor like that because people automatically, oh, you know, Alex Smith, it ain't nothing, whatever. And then all of a sudden he got that eight twenty three for three hundred touchdowns. And you like, yeah, he hitting you with that Tim Duncan game. You like, wait, how many? This is this is what I remind. They remind me of the Jags a few years ago, where it looks like a black type of team, and they still and you look up and you're like, God damn, they eight they they finished season exactly, and it's gonna exactly. be like that because if if truly if, feel the, like if, the, if Deron Payne can get down there with Jonathan Allen and get get busy up in the in the trenches, it could be a long day. And it that's the thing, man. Like they, they actually man. have they they kind of in a way, man, remind me of the 49ers. Like do. underrated defense, True. they got talent on defense. Offense, you're still trying to figure out what the identity is gonna be and stuff like that. But there's potential there on both sides of the ball. If the ball bounces their way, that's true. They could fuck around and be nine and seven and end up with a wild card, or they could be six and ten and be completely out of commission. It just depends. It's just the it's just the it's gonna be that's gonna be the sum of Alex career. I mean Alex Smith career. He just you never know what to expect with him, but when you yeah. see the end product, you're like, okay, I understand why that is. your career did the way it did. And we're gonna look back and appreciate what somebody he did. gonna do that. Somebody gonna do that football life on Alex Smith and he's just gonna <laughs> do that journeyman dude you know, let me dust these cleats off and save this season real quick. Exactly. Me. Yeah, like he's he's just one of those great journeyman guys that's gonna go down in history when you think of like the Earl Morals or the Don Strocks, the Jeff Hostetlers. Like he's just gonna fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Like you always think about him as a guy that was good when he was in there and got a legitimate chance, but he was never the guy that really took it to that next level and was quote unquote great. That's yeah, true. I agree. But then bringing it to the Giants, three and thirteen Giants added a lot of talent. We talk about Older, Will Hernandez, the New York Saquon, my guy Saquon Barkley is going to lead all rookies in rushing easily, and he's going to be t- he's going to be top four in rushing. 
Oh, yeah, I, say, I really want to say top three, but he's gonna be at least top four. Top but four? I see. I see a lot of big plays, mate. The the Giants got a lot of weapons. When you talk man, about man, their offensive line is good too. When you talk about Ingram, he's gonna be top four at minimum. Dog, I mean the way they talking about uh, Evan Ingram right now, Jesus. I mean, Z, I think that, I think he's gonna, gonna be top ten, but I think I think because of those four. facts that they got all of them delicious ass options at tight end and wide receiver, that ball is gonna get spread around too much. I agree. He, but he got breaks. He got breakaway speed. He's he just oh, speed. don't get it. Don't get it twisted again. It's that same Dalvin Cook type situation. He might fuck around and end up with twelve hundred fifty <laughs> yards and fourteen touchdowns. He got that it's just not gonna be enough to be like top five. There's other teams that are going to that are going to depend on their running game a little bit more than the Giants. But the thing uh, because really of the fact that their O line got better and their receiving options not, are. I think I think, I think Nate Solder and Will Hernandez is going to give them like a great one year combo this year. But I think Nate's game is going to start to tell off quick. I think he's going to get old. Yeah, they're catching him at the right time. They're catching him at the right time. Yeah, he, he's in the prime one. He's going to get in one or two good seasons. Kind of like when uh when 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 uh what's got Whitworth went to the Rams yeah. last year. So this is how I look at it. So with Saquon Barkley, he'll be he'll finish top four if we get bad Eli. Like we get average Eli. If we get yeah, average Eli, Eli would have to have a terrible season, and they would just have to go completely with the run game. It has to be it has to be Eli to give you well, twenty five I mean, touchdowns and when, when Zeke when Zeke led the league in rushing, Dak was having a he was having an okay year. He. He they run a completely different offensive style, though. They run an offensive style that's more like the old school '90s Cowboys, I, where you I don't really, predicate really think, it on a quarterback. But I really think at, at this stage in Eli's career, he needs as much help as possible. We've seen him go out there and win games for the Giants, but when you can hand it off to a kid that you got so much invest, number two overall pick, hey. when, when you when you invested so but much, but if you got time to stand in that pocket and you got that many options at wide receiver spread in the field, it's kind of hard not to sit there and play pitch and catch. I just either. think that it's going to be really good, Eli, this year. For the simple fact is, if you watch last year, he's overdue to be good. That Eli, that offensive really? line was terrible. He was had terrible. Really no time to throw the ball, but he's, he's still overdue to be good. Eli, you know it ebbs and flows. He have them a uh, couple of seasons down. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it's Eli. Couple of more seasons. Down. Oh shit, it's Eli again. He just overdue to have a good Eli. But you also got to think about like when you, when you're missing a guy that can take a five yard slant, 67 yards. Like your offense is going to, your offense is going to be hampered. And so then you they, lost Brandon Marshall, then Paul Perkins. Well, first off, they never got Brandon Marshall. So you, you, can't you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth about me, Marshall. <laughs> you watch your mouth. You know, he, he, he tried, dog. He tried. He did. He really did. <laughs> you trying to save him, but he did. I watch your mouth. He never showed up. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry. Brandon Marshall is about to go a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns this year. With Seattle. Now, now they got all these injuries. Brandon Marshall is about to style. Y'all gonna look up like, God damn, that nigga had how many yards? Stop. <laughs> Tim Rashad Penny is going to have 85 catches for 900 yards before Brandon Marshall gets that <laughs> Oh, damn, dog. That's all y'all going to do, man. Rashad gonna Penny see. is going to be the Larry Sinners of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> before two, old men, two old men are going to come out 
Hey, this year in Jordy <laughs> Nelson and Brandon Marshall. Y'all about to see. <laughs> why are you bullshit? With, with Doug Baldwin hurt, Brandon Marshall could be getting those might. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing, but shit, he might. <laughs> that, offensive line, that offensive line is going to be shaky, so nah, you know they ain't going to no yeah, running. I'm, I say, I'm, you better not say nothing good about that offensive line. Russell, that offensive line is garbage. Vic home. Yeah, I'm is. glad he just got his new shoe. Shouts out to Dangerous. Uh, He's well, going to need those cross trainers to help him uh, dodge all them defensive linemen. I really can't see the Giants winning 10 games. Like, real deal. I, I, I can see them winning what? 10 games. Yes. What? I can see them winning 10 games. I see they got, them having. They got, like, they got the firepower, man. Like 11, 11 games. I can see. No, nah, I, I see them actually exactly at 10 and 6. I see them at 10 and 6 and getting a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. They got a good squad, man. They got a good squad, and, and with them being like the last place, so they they got a couple easier matchups in there. So and and the I, funny part about this that I'm gonna be interested to see about our predictions for this division, fellas, as the season goes on and stuff like that, is if everything holds up the way that we kind of looking at it, like this division in and of itself has always been a bloodbath. It's always been this, uh, this and the NFC horrible on each other. But then you add into the fact that their divisional schedule is just as brutal as them playing mm-hmm. each other. Because that's that's uh, two that's two bloodbath divisions that's class. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got we got high expectations as far as these record goes. Like being honest, shit, you your division champion in NFC East might be nine and seven. Nine and seven, yep. Yep, I'm with you. Like I'm with you. being right. being realistic about it, division champ coming out of this division might be nine and seven, and they'll be a dangerous ass nine and seven because they're gonna be battle tested as hell. Because they're gonna they're gonna play every every great team. They're gonna play every contender that you got. Yeah. They're gonna play just about every contender that you got, except the Packers. And I I think who who played the Packers? I think it's one. It's league one team that played the Packers, but they're gonna have the hands. Say, I don't think we catch any of them this year. They gotta be one of them. It gotta be one of them. Who? No, because we play the 49ers and we play, yeah, I play the, the, uh, the Redskins. Oh, no, who y'all playing? Who you talking about in what division? Yes, we play the Redskins. We play the Redskins. We okay. play the Redskins. That's the only one we got out yeah, of the division the this year is the Redskins. Yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah, gonna... the other one we play out of division is um the Falcons. There you go. There you go. Y'all going to play the Redskins, and that's going to be a very, very good that's one of them games that somebody might be like, uh, damn, how in the fuck did they win that game? Because yeah, the Red Spears and Packer history is kind of back and forth like that. Josh Norman uh, might be and it'll be interesting to see because another uh, another Alex Smith v. Aaron Rodgers game is always fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. He, he comes to play. Alex, Alex Smith, show, he wakes up early for those games. You can tell. I'm about to beat you. you oh, so does Aaron, because Aaron wants to remind him that they uh, well, fucked up by making him the number one. Pick. Aaron, uh-huh. Aaron will wake up early for Aaron. That's just that's that killer mentality. That nigga oh, works on that deep review. He play all the good quarterbacks this year. They they schedule is nothing but good quarterbacks. He built. Oh, he ready. He ready for it too. He gonna he gonna stamp this season as one of the best seasons, and he gonna be like, "Fuck y'all." I'm oh, the best I'm about to give y'all my most biased fun fact of all time. Give it to us. Since he has been a starting quarterback in 2008-2009, every single time that Aaron Rodgers has missed a game due to injury, he has come back the next season and won at least 12 games and an MVP. And you know what's funny every about that? Time. I heard that on uh, NFL uh, XM radio the, the other day. I was like, ooh, we. I said, well. Oh, yeah. The first time it happened, they went 15-1. and one. The last time it happened, they went. 
They Jimmy, went 12 Jimmy Graham will have 18 touchdowns and be the yeah. greatest tight end. Nah, forget that. Hey, you tripping like like Geronimo. the more that I've looked at their camps and stuff like that, man. One of the things that people need to pay attention to for fantasy purposes, Graham and Mercedes Lewis might actually be more valuable long term and especially in TD leagues than every receiver they got. I heard that Geronimo Allison is getting all the love over there in the in the pack. Oh yeah, league. he's got that third spot pretty much locked and now up. That, Barn and now Edgar, Cobb, he's got that third spot. And now the Cobb much got hurt. Cobb just yeah. really can't stay healthy. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sorry, well, I mean, he's he recovering, but it's that thing with that surgically repaired ankle, man. And it's just the fact that he plays so hard. And the one thing that I've liked about Cobb's game is that he plays wide receiver like a running back. Uh, he he plays to not avoid contact. Well, he's, or so, not he, he's a he's a by. he's a returner at heart. He's a punting kick returner yeah, at heart. Yeah, like he's like but he's, he but he's, he's actually he's, good, that, he's good at football on top of that. So exactly, exactly. So it kind of comes with the risk factor of just the way that he plays. Uh, but that being said, Cobb doesn't hurt as much because unlike previous years, they have quite a few more options that they can actually plug in. Starting with sliding Allison in there and moving one of the young guys up to the slot or taking Ty Montgomery if he's not getting enough touches at uh, running back and putting him in the slot. Uh, they have versatility that they can go with and stuff like that. Uh, but the one thing that the one thing that I will make like a, a, a low-key bold prediction, I think the tight ends uh, for the Packers will be one and two in touchdown catches uh, on the roster this year. I think they're going to catch more touchdowns than any wide receiver on the roster. Cause you know, Aaron Rod, every time you get to the five yard line, they not running. And I think they're going to combine for about 20, 24 to twenty seven touchdowns. Because I think Graham is going to end up with about fourteen or fifteen. And I think Mercedes will sneak in there with ten. Because Mercedes Lewis in the red zone is nasty. Yes, touchdown. And I got Devontae Adams with a sneaky thirteen with fourteen out of yards. You know what? Devontae can catch twelve or thirteen too, and it still won't stop them tight ends from catching those touchdowns. Yeah, because they probably gonna run a whole bunch of two uh, tight end sets. I know that. Like the one thing that's gonna work out different for Devontae Adams this year is Devontae Adams is gonna catch more balls as a deep threat. He's gonna catch more long TDs than he has at any point in his career because the field's gonna open up too much for him. He's, he's not gonna, gonna be that red zone guy like he's been in years past. That's gonna be the tight end. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take the Jordy role. Mm-hmm. Man, move, moving on to the NFC South, the Saints took the division at eleven and five. Come on, don't 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 start hating on the Saints because I think I think Drew Brees gonna have that bounce back year that he didn't have last year. That run, that bounce running back year. his year wasn't bad last year. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good because the running backs kept taking every damn carry to the house. Oh, he still had a good. He still had a good. He didn't he have had a good, good year. Wild. It could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better. I think, well, let's I think, say he had a better, he had a good real life year. You're speaking in fantasy terms. He had a decent he. Drew Brees didn't have to go out there and win games like he used to. But so that's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that was a down year, but we didn't. Drew Brees can go out there and throw for 5,000 yards in his sleep. But that's good. That they don't have to. All the time. Okay, I just, but how many 5,000-yard passes have won a Super Bowl? It, does, it doesn't matter. I'm not yeah, talking about That's what you I, I, I predicted them to win the Super Bowl last year. They didn't make it happen because some bullshit-ass called it happened. This yeah, year, I don't, that bad mojo. This year, I don't see the Saints being as elite as they were. I, I see them taking a step back. That's why I expect Drew Brees to be passing a little bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, he had what forty three hundred yards, and I think he had like what twenty three touchdowns, twenty four. Which is nothing. Touchdowns. Which is yeah, nothing. That ain't nothing. That is true. That's nothing. I I, I fully expect him to be back. How in spoiled that- you are. 
Very spoiled. Forty five hundred. Now that's now that's nothing. Now that's that's, nothing. That's, nothing. that's what's crazy. For Drew Brees, twenty three touchdowns. Nothing. That is a testament that is, to the greatness that is Drew Brees. That's a that's an Alex Smith baddie. I can't believe you just gave. <laughs> that's a that's an Alex Smith good year. Twenty five touchdowns. <laughs> that's an Alex Smith best career of my life year. Hell yeah, man! Dak is praying to have them numbers at the end of the season. That's a you can't tell me shit year. <laughs> but I I I don't I don't they had. That's another team that had a lot. It seemed like they had a lot of lucky wins, or they offense just took off enough to win. Kamar had a lot of breakout. Uh, a lot of breakout. A lot yeah. of breakout. So I, 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 was, I don't expect that to be the same. But then when you bring in a Cam Meredith, I think he's gonna be. Who that, that is? That is. A, I think he's gonna be like that Robert Meacham type of feel to him. Man. I think he's gonna be making a lot of big plays. What did you Michael say, Thomas. man? He he, like he want them he want them to be terrible. He 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 being Cam, real selfish about this. Right Cam now. Meredith. I'm not man. being selfish, man. I'm, I'm being completely optimistic about it right now. I'm being completely impartial in my assessment. Selfish. I just do not see the Saints being that good this year. Hey, I don't. I got them finishing. I don't either. Fourteen. They got not that low. Maybe the maybe, was, maybe eight and eight. <laughs> dog, maybe eight and eight. Dog, dog. They, they not even finished that because mm-hmm. the fact is the the Saints. Or they got confident enough that they cut Brandon Coleman, who was their young prime, uh, prom, uh, promising. But he was hurt. I received. Also hurt. He stayed hurt. But then you got Cam Meredith, who was having quietly a great series. I mean, a great year for the Bears two years ago before he got hurt, and you know, replacing him with Willie Sneed or whatever, or getting rid of Willie Sneed and replacing him. I think that's pretty huge. And then Michael Thomas, dog, man, that Beast. dude, he had a Beast. quiet. Good year last year, and I think that he's gonna have a good twelve touchdown back. He had a touchdowns. If he had a touchdowns, he would have had a phenomenal. Yeah. Oh yeah, he coming back. Oh, but Breeze ain't had a touchdown. He keep man these goddamn Saints. We're not even picking the Saints to win the division. At least I'm not. Get off our back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? 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 As was you a established for? fan of the Green Bay Packers, I have no choice but to root oh. for the demise of the New Orleans Saints this year. It is nothing personal. It's just business. I am simply trying to put a high draft pick in my team's pockets. Selfish. 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 Extremely. What 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 record you got, Griffey? Uh, I actually see them finishing at least eleven and five, if not better, just for the simple fact is I just like you said. I think Drew Brees had a down year, and I think that he still. Drew Reese does have an ego. Yes. He has an ego. I mean, let's be honest. He's one of the quarterbacks that has a huge ego. He's very prideful. And I think coming off of what he did last year, he wants to get back and show that age ain't nothing but a number, but them wins do matter. So not having Mark Ingram is still going to get him. I think it's going to get Drew Brees in his rhythm, man. And once that happens, I think that the first four weeks, Michael Thomas is going to be a beast. Beast. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I ain't, I ain't even gonna ask Wilson. We just gonna move to the next team. We ain't gonna we we not gonna mm-hmm. entertain this foolishness. <laughs> you about to come with the two and fourteen? I'm not trying to hear. Bro. They about to go zero and no. I think uh, all things considered and stuff like that, uh, if they can maintain health with key players, uh, if their running game doesn't suffer uh, early on in the season. Uh, too much. Uh, I could see them at nine and seven. Yeah, maybe. Schedule I, ain't gonna do them I, no favor. Really, Schedule really, ain't gonna do them. It's not at all. And I, and I really think not having Ingram there is gonna affect the offense a little bit. I I really do. Just getting them out of rhythm, 
And yeah, Kamara benefited greatly from not having to be the jackhammer and the flash uh, exactly. in that running game. And we've seen when they start giving a little healthy running. But then they didn't they didn't they draft some rookie running back that's supposed to be good? Uh draft a I don't I don't nah, think I, they, I, I heard they might have picked one up in free agency, but I don't think they Yeah, they got somebody. They got somebody who I think they was gonna fill they in. They picked up somebody in free agency to fill in the gap while uh Ingram was out. Yeah, I don't know who, but I can't remember I just, who it is. I still think they're though. gonna be pretty good. It's it's New Orleans. It's Drew Brees, man. This hey, dude man. wants to get Super Bowl. You know they, you know they feel robbed after last year how they the Vikings robbed. beat them. They was robbed. They you was know they're gonna come with that fire, man. Drew Brees I really don't might see how they were robbed on a busted coverage and a missed tackle. That's true. I don't uh, see how that's being robbed. On the shoulder lean back there, to safety. I don't know. Hey man, hey the rook the fuck up. He was intimidated by getting that penalty because these refs and all these bullshit ass Dang. rules against the defense got him shook. That's all. I feel you, bro. Well, Carolina, I mean, they should be good. The defense should be fine. Carolina Panthers, they finished 11 and 5 also, another playoff team. Y'all see them progressing, digressing. They swapped out Jonathan Stewart for CJ Anderson, added one of my favorite receivers in DJ Moore, and one of my favorite tight ends, Ian Thomas. I think that double tight end set is going to be pretty atrocious. They trash. They trash like Kelvin. Like Kelvin said, they they, they trash in the motherfucker. They quarterback ain't shit. <laughs> she said, "I damn near, I would have taken Josh McCown throwing to my ass instead of <laughs> How y'all gonna let me come in knowing that I'm the next Larry Fitzgerald and y'all gave me this trash ass quarterback? <laughs> exactly, putting everybody. all this good food in front of that's me while I'm getting up to two hundred and eighty pounds. First off, Queen Latifah. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, calm, hey, hey, calm, calm down. down. Uh, yeah, what's calm down. What's that dude from a uh, 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 sports nation? Uh, God damn it! Because the, the oh, dude so with the dreads. I know who you talking the, about. The dude with the dreads. Oh, <laughs> the one that looked like uh, <laughs> <laughs> looked like Devontae Freeman and like Cat Williams at the same hell yeah, looking like <laughs> the predator. <laughs> Kevin Benjamin, shut the hell up. Then you got the Devin Funks out there. I don't, I don't know how this offense is gonna go, but I, I don't expect them to win another eleven games. Man, I, I, I don't. I think I think I a little bit of that magic gonna be gone. The defense not the same no more. They they lost a couple of key pieces, especially on the defensive line. Well, their secondary is gonna be trash because they lost yet another damn DB. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, they Kirk, remind me they lost Kirk Coleman. They remind me of uh, what you call no, it. They like, lost a, they lost another corner. They just lost them in training camp for the year. Oh my goodness! One that they're they like just the, signed. I can't remember the kid's name, but it was one that they just signed and lost him. Man, they just have a questionable offense, dog. You don't know what to expect. You don't know really if Christian McCaffrey is going on offense. And, but I, I think this, I think this is lack of a that, secondary. I think it's going to be that year that Cam's going to be a value in fantasy drafts. He was kind of he was kind of a value last year. But I think depending year, on the format that you're playing in, Cam's pretty valuable just about every year. But it just depends on the on the type of league that you're playing in. Man, strong. the 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 QB depth this year, I don't know, man. Cam. Man, I can see Cam finishing like twenty I, this year. I, I honestly, how... like out, outside of the Cardinals situation, I probably would be comfortable with every quarterback in the NFC. Every quarterback, out outside of the Cardinals, every quarterback. You're right, man. Easy, like e- mm-hmm. even I, I'd even I'd even be comfortable with Jameis. I'd be comfortable. I'll take Jameis because Jameis is going to be a steal. And then Godwin, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh... Second Trubisky. year, uh, 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 Trubisky gonna have some good weeks. Uh, uh, Trubisky gonna be really good. Oh, every, everybody to me, everybody to me, I'm sold on except the Cardinals and Buccaneers. 
Okay, I can give you that. Stop, stop being so hard on Jameis, man. Because you're not being excessively hard on Jameis. I'm just taking everything into account. And let's not forget, I'm not even talking about public transgressions and stuff like that. This dude still gets out there on the field and acts like he can't make his regular primary and secondary reads because he still turns the ball way too much. I got you. He still we, turns we, the ball over way we, too we, much. We're we, we gonna we gonna we gonna get to Jameis. We're gonna get to Jameis. But, but don't, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 trying to keep it in because you know the because I, 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 I feel I feel like I feel like you're really on his ass, and I, I don't know if it's like out of love because you've seen the time. I'm on his ass out of love because I'm a huge Jameis Winston fan, and much like I was a huge Vince Young fan and a huge Michael Vick fan, I'm getting fucking disappointed, and oh, there's no excuse for him and, being the way that he is. And you can also talk about how Jameis ended the year last year. He was fucking terrible. He they were supposed terrible. to be a super. That's what I'm they saying. Were, He's a turnover machine. Man, they he was making. He's a turnover t- machine. Do you remember that that one pass he made? I forgot who he's playing, and he was like about to get sacked, and he just like he threw just the ball. Over there. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here, Jameis? Did you get high before the game? <laughs> I was. Let's go. I was throwing it to DJ. Like, like right. 20, 2013, 2014, Jameis would look at 2018, Jameis, and be like, motherfucker, you hustling backwards. The fuck he is wrong with you? You trash, dude. And you know what? It, uh, it always makes me laugh because during Hard Knocks, remember he was saying, uh, he was asking his coach, he was like, tell me when I'm doing too much. Like, just let me know because I want to stop doing too much. You clearly do way too much, son. All the time. All the time. Like, I don't have enough time in a day to keep telling you that. So let's just say right now, early, you're gonna do way too much the entire day. So I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping that him oh, and Mariota had one of those type of years that they just had a down year and they're ready for a, a bounce back. You know, like I said before, before we get to Jameis, before we get to James, what's gonna be the win total for the Carolina Panthers? Ooh, six and ten. And I, I honestly oh, can't believe. I honestly can't believe that because I, I think they I think they're gonna have one of those years where it's just all gonna come crashing down. It kinda almost crashed down on last year when Greg it Olsen did. got hurt. But then all of a sudden Devin Funches became like ninety nine and just started going off. Yeah, he started head. balling like Devin Funches started having like a hundred yard games. I was like two he touchdowns. Moose and Muhammad out there. I was like, what the hell? I didn't know what was going on. And then McCaffrey started taking everything to the house. I said, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I can definitely see them going back down to like the nine eight win range. Easy. Yeah, man. I, I uh, oh, it was against the Cowboys. That's when he did that stupid ass fucking. And they lost to the Cowboys. I was like, y'all lost to the Cowboys? They were terrible last year. It happens, bro. But continue. What we'll um, go? What you gonna say? Uh, low end, I say seven wins. Uh, high end, if they click, because their schedule isn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Oh. Uh, Oh shit! They they could fuck around and and have the ball bounce their way. They could win ten. I mean, I think like that that Lions to Saints stretch that that's where you're gonna really yeah. that's where you really yeah. gonna you'll you'll find out what they're all about. You gonna oh, see what they made up, man. Really, I'm lying. Really, really, I'll say that Steelers game, but definitely like that Lions game. If they don't come with it that that day, they're not gonna be a playoff team at all. Mm-hmm. At I all. agree. They can't afford to lose to the Lions because the Lions they they may have a similar record with the Lions. It's gonna be a huge tiebreaker. Uh they're gonna lose to they may lose to the Cowboys, Falcons, the Bengals offensive line got better. So uh Giants, Redskins, they make a win, may lose to the Eagles. The Ravens may be clicking around that time, and Crabtree might be catching two touchdowns on their asses. I don't know, man. 
Who knows? Uh, it could be Lamar Jackson up in there electrifying the city. You never know. Uh, well, RG3. Oh, Jesus. Oh, please. Nah, fam. <laughs> nah, fam. <laughs> he just came with the mouth. Fam. Let's not let's not boo the RG3. I would much rather see RG3 do it before I see uh Lamar on that. My man, uh, Lamar out there. Lamar is a true Steve McNair type right now. It will benefit him greatly if he does not see the field this year and he studies hard. Bite the bullet if you Baltimore and you smart. Sacrifice that extra spot on your roster. Carry three. All Joe Joe Flacco got to do is not get hurt. That's it. Shit, they make well, the thing about it is this: the, the the likelihood of that is starting to diminish as time goes on, and he gets That's a little true. bit more fragile. But the one thing that I will say he is, Lamar time. Jackson had his bumps and bruises, and you can tell that he's not ready for prime time. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. RG three played very well he did. in that game, that preseason game. Yes, sir, he did. RG three played very well in that game. That's taking advantage legit. of your time off. Like we we got hey, we when, when Vic when Vic had that time off. When Vic had the time off and came back, boy. And when Vic came back, he was a top 20 starting QB prospect, and he was a top five backup QB prospect. (laughs) It's going to work the same way with RG3. What's RG3? He's going to be a top 10 backup prospect right now. When he played with the Browns last year? He played a game last year. He He played a game last year, got hurt, was out for the year. (laughs) I don't know, man. I got to see RG3, though. Then you have to I watched foul. that. I watched that game. Uh, he looked. He looked. He looked good. I'll give you look him his props. And I'm not, he looks I'm good against them backups. We are gonna see with them starters. Yeah, hey, like that's me. the only thing he's gonna be measured against for right now. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have starting experience though. That's the thing that makes him more valuable as a backup, as what, opposed to throwing a Lamar Jackson to the Wolves. What would be interesting with him is if if him and um it's the running back. Oh my God! It just escaped my mind that quick. They run it back. If they if they if if they get in in in, in sync, and they might be a nice little duo. Man, I can't think of they running back. He was good last year. Shit. Talking about the kid from Baltimore? Oh uh, yes. Oh, you talking about Alex Collins? Alex Collins, yeah. If okay. Alex Collins plays like how he See, did I, last I, I year, kept, I kept I kept was about to say Kenneth Dixon because I was a Kenneth Dixon fan, but yeah, he he, he he's, st- he's still in the fold. But I think yeah, that's Alex. So Collins is Buck Allen. Yeah, it's it's, it's that, Kenneth. That, yeah. that, that whole that whole thing is messy right there. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see what Baltimore Ravens play this year. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see if Flacco like is gonna be. It's, it's legitimately going to be an interesting storyline as far as that QB situation is concerned. Because traditionally, because of the fact that you only have a fifty-three man roster from week to week, most teams only carry two quarterbacks. Very rarely do you see teams carry three. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see to if RG3 continues to play well in the preseason, if they're just going to bite the bullet and release him, or if they can try to see if they can slide out and trade him and get maybe a fifth or a sixth round pick for him or whatever the case may be. But much like people didn't like it when I said it last year about my boy Watson, keep Lamar's ass on the sideline. Keep him healthy. Let him learn. Well, Tom was so terrible, you really didn't have a chance. And then Lamar ain't got no skills <laughs> Watson, so. You feel me? You feel he me? That's what y'all gonna go with. He Mr. ain't got 45. skills like that. It's Mr. Forty Five. Skills yeah. like Mr. Forty Five. Mr. Forty Five days on the IR. Yeah, he gonna be. He, oh wow, dog! Don't you throw my boy in the IR. Move, move, moving on it. to the Atlanta Falcons. He gonna throw fifty and, just because. Former, he, yeah. former NFL MVP Matt Ryan. Former NFL MVP Matt who? Ryan made it back to the play. Don't who Matt Ryan? What? He got Calvin Ridley now. He's hey, good. Hey, there, good. There was that. a stat. There was a stat I heard about uh, uh, Matt Ryan with his second year with uh, offensive coordinators. He has his bets 
year or something. So it's his second year with uh, the offensive coordinator. So he might start clicking. Whatever makes you feel better about Matty ten, Ice. Ten and, you know? ten and six into the playoffs. Do they make it for a third consecutive? Year? I give him ten and six. Uh, that's the perfect record for them, honestly. Their defense is okay. Yeah, pretty much. The, the defense the is still growing. You can't see they they still defense growing. is actually a little underrated in my yeah. opinion, especially oh, no, back end. That back seven sure. is nice. They got a lot oh, of talent. Yeah. They just have to make it now, come I, I together do, and, and think, bring it to fruition. I do think losing Claiborne and Ontario Poe kind of hurts the defensive line, but like like Wilson just said, that yeah, back end. That back end is lights out though. They got some of the most athletic that, that, that and back fastest is, fucking linebackers. Built, yes, that back end is built for their division. They have oh, a, they, they linebackers, have, sweet Jesus, nightmare for running backs. How are you guys on Devontae Freeman going into the fantasy season? If he can stay healthy, because I heard that he's been kind of nicked up. So if, if he can stay so healthy, making him a timeshare back, I'd be in on him. Yeah, man, because Tevin Coleman stayed getting healthy work, especially last year. You really saw yeah, it. Like it, didn't even, it wasn't even a thing of Devontae being hurt for them to put in Tevin yeah, for extended stretches. Was, like they're committed bad. to that running back by committee thing. It's, it's, it's bad too. So I don't I can't trust either one of them. Like he's a sol- so, he's a solid middle of the pack RB two for me, but he's not an RB one. Not by Sanu, any stretch of the imagination. Sanu not in that sneaky, offense. Sanu is a sneaky top thirty. Sanu is a is a wide receiver too. He's yeah, a man, solid wide receiver too. A top end wide receiver too. Him and yeah. Marvin Jones for Detroit are two of the biggest I agree. running uh, wide receiver twos that get passed over routinely. Because last year both of them played out of their minds. That's what's up. So what what Y'all expecting to make the playoffs again? Or y'all think just they'll go two and seven if they may fall a little short? Uh, Man, it's it's really gonna depend on how the NFC East and the NFC North shake out because you have a strong possibility that you could have a 12-win Minnesota team and an 11 win Green Bay team. There's a strong possibility you could have an 11 win Philly team and a 10 win Giants team. So it just kind of depends on how things shake out. Ten wins may not be enough for them to get in as wild card, will not depending on who they lose to. Won't be enough. Cause they taking that L at Lambo this year. We got that ass outside in the cold. They playing mid December. We will sign. have that tiebreaker. I we so will sign. have that tiebreaker. Please believe it. So moving on to the sad, sad, sad Tampa Bay Bucks. Fuck my up. guy, Jameis. I think they're gonna be terrible. I'm, I'm gonna put that out there. Last year I picked the win division. I have no hope in them this year. I really think this is gonna be like a three win, four win team. I think the coach is gonna get fired midseason. I'm glad. I, I, I think I think I think they're gonna lose to the Browns, and that's when shit's gonna start. Like but that's what they get because they shouldn't uh, fire Lubby Smith because Lubby Smith was the type of quarter. I mean, the type of coach that Jameis need to get in his ass and not be all passive like Derek Cutter is. Terrible ass. Dirk Cutter's coach. trash. He's Dirk he's 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 such an offensive coordinator. He's so timid. He don't know what to call. Then he gets intimidated when Jameis does bad, and you see he kind of bottles up. And I'm just like, fuck this dude. Then they lose Vita Vea. They they add in JPP, but we don't know what we don't, don't know what, what we're gonna get out of him. Yeah, you really don't know what you're gonna. You get. did have a good uh, year last year. I'm, I will give him that. He did, but this it's a whole different ball game now. A whole I different mean, scheme. But like Evans may, maybe this could ignite Gerald McCoy. You know what I'm saying? Put a little he bit more husband and stuff. But he just he just need he need a good sidekick to pass rush with. You know, like it's it's hard just being in the middle. You don't got nobody on the edge just really gonna apply pressure. You getting double team for nothing. Chris Baker wasn't doing shit. So, who they got an arm who, who they got at running back? They have Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones out of USC and they oh, also they have uh I want to say Sims. Yeah, they just got Charles Sims back there. So Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones should be the starter. He should have a good year. And Ronald Jones 
And I'm not and I'm not gonna lie. Wilson, I, 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 I love I love Ronald Jones, but I'm starting to fall out of love with him, man. Like it's the offensive line. It's 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 everything. It's I, it's a I mix really, of everything. It's a mix of the way that they run their offense, it's a mix of the situations they put them in and a mix of the yeah. offensive line. But I feel you. I I'm gonna tell you right now. I like, I, like the, I, I like the home run talent. He reminds me a lot like Chris Johnson, but I just don't know if he if he'll be a healthy. If the opportunities are gonna be there yeah. for him to be like Chris Johnson, yeah. that's the key. Exactly. Exactly. And yes, and balls on Mike uh, Evans will always be elite. Oh no yeah, he was. It. He had a down year uh, last year, but please believe, bounce back, bounce back. And sneaky surprise. Uh, Good one. My man that I thought was gonna get some good love last year, but you know, be that as it may, uh Chris Godwin from uh Godwin, yeah, that's it. I don't want to state is probably going to be their number two and they're gonna move Deshaun Jackson to the slot. Yep. And he'll be hurt. So that'd be more targeted. Pretty much just as fast as Deshaun, but he's bigger and sturdier. Oh yeah, he showed out last year. He, he but you know Deshaun, Deshaun don't like going to that slot, he don't want those hits. Yeah, he's gonna get <laughs> Sean ain't got no choice at this point. I mean, well, it, it pretty much lets you know what route is going to be run out of the slot when you see him there. So, I mean, well, it ain't gonna be no five and ends. I, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. The white Who? guy. Oh, you talking Humphreys? about uh, Humphreys? Humphreys? Adam Humphreys. Adam to the Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. They still got him in the slot. That's what I'm saying. You talk, you, OJ you, Howard and uh, OJ Howard. That's what I'm saying. It, it's so. Jameis got all the fucking weapons. Talent. They like they look like the Giants kind of. Still trying like, to give him a pass. I'm they not trying to give him. I just don't they remind you of the Giants. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's yes, hard. For very me much. So. It's hard for me to give up on my. They just life. don't have running back. They don't have a reliable running back. Like I say, I I, I don't care how long Vince was out the league. Every time I made a franchise on Madden, I went and signed Vince Young and I made him the starter. I don't give a damn who who first on the depth chart. That's just how I feel about <sighs> stuff. When, when, when you see a quarterback that did so many great things in college. And the one thing you want them to do is show that translate to the NFL level. You get disappointed when you don't see it, and it's like when you well, saw certain things that he did that translated to the NFL. It just translated in the wrong direction. He actually was uh, capable of quite a few turnovers in college as well. He just does it better now in the NFL. <laughs> Stop, bro! I'm not gonna let you just sit there. <laughs> Yo, man, there's a there's a slight smattering of truth to that because I mean I don't know if Kelvin Benjamin was asked and they just put it on there for cam newton but they could have said the same thing about him and asked and just put the name james winston in there and it could have almost been the same thing uh there's been many a times that a rashad green or a hazels wilson or a kelvin benjamin bailed out james winston on a bad throw when he was at florida state I'm gonna be honest don't with you, dog. he he has that he has that uh uh Interception hangover because when he when he's bad he's really bad. Oh, he's terrible. He's just like him. Yeah, if he comes out the gate early and turns like the him. ball over, he can't get out of his own way and he can't get out of his own head. So the turnovers are gonna keep coming. That's why you. That's why I kind of. That's why you. And I'm not. I hate you. And I'm not. I hate to make that a comparison between the you know the black quarterbacks and the white quarterbacks when they're still just all quarterbacks. But Jameis reminds me of Cam and Deshaun reminds me of Russell. They you know they can kind of scrambling and they don't get in way of each other like you know they throw a pick and be like ah well you ain't about to see another pick no time soon Jameis, he'll throw two and you be like oh well here goes by fomo same with cam when cam's bad cam is terrible dog it's it, it and it's all in his demeanor same with so i don't know what but that's the thing like a russell wilson who has that that fire and that passion mm-hmm. for the game you look at somebody like a cam who seems to be more emotional when it comes to the game there's a difference lets things kind of creep into your head and into your psyche when you're emotional as a quarterback. When you're passionate as a quarterback, you're ready to get back out there so you can erase that mistake. 
it's, it's, a, it's a big difference. And that's not race specific. That's just the way that it goes when it comes to the position. We've seen plenty of quarterbacks uh, over the years that get in their feelings when they mess up early and the shit just spirals out of control. Yeah. And then you have those that fuck you know, up Ryan early and they, get, yes, and they Ryan, get Ryan Fitzpatrick can be so great and then so fucking terrible. At the yeah, if he starts five, off early, he's gonna stay <laughs> terrible. If he starts off great, he'll probably stay great. Five you see a lot of quarterbacks is like that. Five and eleven foot Low key, Jay Cutler was like that. If Jay yeah. Cutler started out great, Jay yeah. Cutler was gonna have a good game. Flacco. Jay Cutler fucked up early. Flacco. Jay Cutler was putting that marble on his Once mouth Flacco on the sidelines, like and then he did what he had like those two touchdowns, like 220 yards. Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah 200 yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> one interception. What okay, that was a decent game, color. I mean, uh, uh, uh Flacco. Then he'll give you them games where it's one touchdown, three picks, ninety-seven yards, like what? One hundred and eighty-six <laughs> yards. I'm like, God damn it, Flacco! And everybody on the phone line is talking about why are they even starting this motherfucker. I can't <laughs> believe this shit. Kaepernick ain't got no job yet. <laughs> next game, Kaepernick next game, three hundred yards. This motherfucker, three hundred yards, two touchdowns. Maybe a rush, a surprise rush touchdown. By like, what the fuck? But that's like the biggest thing about it, man. It's just separating that quarterback that can be passionate about what he's doing without getting overly emotional about what he's doing. And unfortunately, yes, we have two of the bigger examples in that in a Cam Newton and in a Jameis Winston. I'm hoping that Jameis um, does like a, a what's his name, Matthew Stafford. He reminds me of Matthew Stafford for the simple fact is he's. Matthew Stafford was still – he had talent around him, but he would still make those decisions that was like, boneheaded. But then he kind of evolved into a quarterback that didn't make those and then try to yeah, take those at, riskier at, passes. After you lose Megatron, you got to. Exactly, and that's what I think that well, James needs to do. He, needs to- he had really completely lost Megatron because uh, that's high praise to compare uh, James to Matt Stafford at this point. Uh, Matt Stafford is, well, I is to say he's, I hope. one of the top two underrated. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I completely yes, understand where you're coming from with it. Uh, but that's the thing, because, like, you know, Stafford's circumstances for his resume being what it is and his rap that he's gotten and Jameis's circumstances for his rap and how he's gotten to his point are like apples and oranges almost. Mm-hmm. You almost feel sorry about Stafford because Stafford has continuously suffered from curse of the Barry Sanders. Uh, mm-hmm. They, no they can't keep a healthy running back. They cannot keep a healthy running back. Ever since Barry Sanders retired, they've never had a healthy running back. I don't think they've had one running back that has played a whole 16 games since Barry retired. Nah. Man, that's surprising. I don't, I don't think they've had one like running back. 14? I think Reggie Bush gave him yeah, Exactly. I, I, I think, you know, you go in, you get that part to it. You get to the fact where now he actually has a credible defense to work with, which helps him out. Uh, and he actually has some pretty solid talent at the wide receiver spot. If they can address that running back and if they could give him a solid mid-range option at tight end. Who? The Lions? Matt Stafford will light it up. Hey, they still yeah. got blood and yeah. they got somebody With, uh, else. They just got, they got somebody else. Carry on Johnson, my brother. There you go, carry on Johnson. And they uh, got the, the one thing that I tell people all the time when it comes ready? to Matt Stafford, people look at him and, and, and they're like, that's, oh, that's it's Matt Stafford's Touchdowns, easy. You check the resume and you look at them 5,000-yard season, but the other overriding thing is – if Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers in 2011, Matthew Stafford would have been the MVP. Check mm-hmm. his numbers. 
He was throwing. Check I think he had like fifty two hundred there, y'all. Fifty two or fifty three. That's what Calvin. Like the only reason that the only reason that Matthew Stafford doesn't oh, yeah, get as Calvin much shine is because he plays in the same division with Aaron Rodgers. And our boy That's was it. on there. Our boy was on there. Uh, what's his name? Nate. Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson. Yeah. Here you go. Nate Burleson was on there. Yeah. He was out there. He was out there. Like they can make some noise. Yeah, man, that three-headed monster that they got in uh, at wide receiver right now between Tate, Marvin Jones, and that and Gallad- young kid who is it, Galladay? Galladay. I mean, that's that's a solid that's a solid three-headed monster right there, wide receiver. And Matthew Stafford is gonna be able to get them the ball because his arm is underrated as well. People don't pay attention to Matthew Stafford. He's got a gun. He can make all the throws. Hey, Some Marvin throws that a lot of quarterbacks can't make. Marvin Jones uh, had his very first thousand yard season ever man, in his career last year. So man, and looked like a difference maker playing all over the field. Like they're sneaky good on offense, man. If that defense can bounce around and stay healthy and that secondary continues to improve, they're gonna surprise some folks. Much as I hate to say it. Five and eleven for the Bucks. No, nah, hey, we ain't got to talk about the Bucks record, man. We we gave yeah, them Bucks, three down on me and you are on the same exact page, Griff. I think that I think that they're gonna be three to five wins at yeah. most. Mm-hmm. Max, Max. But that's it, man. We we didn't broke down the last of the NFC. We still gotta get to the AFC, which we'll probably not got two more on the next show. But fellas, what 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 else y'all got for us before we wrap it up? We got about Ooh, nothing. I'm ready. I'm about to go eat. Ah yeah. Right, go grub down. Go grub down. I'll shoot y'all to me. If y'all want something, y'all let me know tomorrow, baby. Oh yeah, they ain't nothing really. Hey, go watch the regular shows we've been hyping people on. You know, go watch Mission Impossible, Love Is, Queen Sugar, support the blackness. What you got for us, Will? Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't take the time to acknowledge a young man that I wrote about here a few weeks ago. Uh, Congrats and props to LeBron James on the opening of his I Promise School in his hometown of Akron. Uh, And and people, I know that it's like trendy to do stupid shit nowadays. I get it because everybody wants to be a card-carrying member of the court of public opinion and all that bullshit. do not detract away from what this man is, has done by saying ignorant shit like, oh, well, he's not the only athlete that's done it. And, oh, well, they didn't recognize it. You know, man, two things with that. Number one, don't be mad at him. Be mad because he got a better marketing team and a better PR squad than your dudes that you're trying to pump up with. I'm a fucking Spurs fan. I'm keenly aware that George Gerben has had a school open. David Robinson has had a school open. Great. It's awesome. Congrats to them, but I'm not about to sit here and throw shade on LeBron and take away from his moment because I feel like, oh, well, they didn't get enough publicity. Well, shit, they can get out there and get a marketing PR team of their own, put it out there. Oh, it ain't going to be like LeBron's team. And two, the key to this that everybody seems to forget is this. Name to me at any point in time in the history of the four major sports where the best player in said sport was arguably the most socially conscious and biggest philanthropist in that said sport. If you can come up with any answer besides LeBron James, you're fucking lying to yourself. It's a huge difference between regular athletes doing it and the best athlete in the world doing it. Shout out to Jay-Z for giving him game. I mean, it, it is what it is. People mm-hmm. tend to forget that. You want to sit there and dumb down his accomplishments and stuff like that, but you act like this ain't the best basketball player on earth in his mid-30s. That is true. He is a game changer. So don't, I mean, don't changer. get it twisted. I mean, it's, it's, got to be, it's got to be exhausting being that good at everything all the time. It has to be exhausting. I don't know how he does it. But I don't know. If I'm great on the court. I'm great off the court. I, I mean, 
I don't know how he can find so much time. Like he should wake up like uh, Ricky Bobby and tell the world every day. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. But you know, he just, (laughs) you know, he got that. He got, he got such a following. You know, people, you can't do no wrong. LeBron, you can't do no wrong. He has. I don't know, man. He just I mean, it's just one of those things that we go through and we sit here collectively. And I'm speaking in the community sense. We sit here and we go through collectively and we want these folks to step up and step up to the plate and be leaders and this, that and the other and stuff like that. But then on the other side of your face, you want to find a reason to point out something wrong. You want to find a reason to nitpick. Don't fucking nitpick. Just celebrate the achievement. See what your rusty, nobody, uh, nine to five, regular average. Oh, I'm not entitled. I'm not a celebrity, so I shouldn't do anything. Thinking ass could actually get out there and do for your own community instead of waiting for a millionaire that busted his ass to get to that point to do it for you. I give respect. Yeah, I give respect to LeBron that he that he did establish that school and then he established just the the precedents that you know you can be an athlete and create change. And, you know, I can't wait to watch his show on what's that shut up and dribble or whatever that little docu thing that he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's going through he's doing things on so many different fronts and on so many different levels and stuff like that. But people carry over the wrong energy into the wrong areas. Okay, if you're not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan or you don't like the fact that he switched teams, great. That's that's awesome. Okay, you're entitled to feel the way that you feel as it pertains to sports. This ain't about sports. This is about being a human being. What? What I like about him is, and it's always going to be, is I care two shits about LeBron on the court. But off the court, I, I like the fact that he's established a, a precedence that it's, it's sending a message to a lot of the NBA people and a lot of the NBA players or whatnot that you can't have all this money, but never forget where you come from and bless those that are less fortunate than you because a lot of people lose sight of that because they get the money and the glitz and glimmers that they forget where they come from. And on top of that, they forget that everybody is one bad day away from being nobody. So it's just like, why not be a blessing? Why not help those who can't help for themselves? And that's what everybody needs to walk with in in life. And that's how we all need to walk in general, because I feel the same way is I can look at a person. I may not have the the grace of everything, but if I can help Mm -hmm. somebody along the way, and you know, that's self gratification right there, because not everybody is able or been in the situation that I've been in or LeBron or Marcus or DeMarcus or any of us. And I feel like just all, I feel like if more people were like LeBron or like those people, those given individuals who are not selfish and they want better for um, people around them, I think there should be more people like that. I think you'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's true, bro. Right. Exactly. Self-centered people. Couldn't say it better. And speaking of people not being le- more selfish or people being less self-centered and stuff like that, shouts out and congratulations to those Houston Rockets for signing Melo. Oh, yeah. Melo is coming to the I know. that team. Let's we, get it, baby. We, we, we don't have, we no, don't. Lala said she's staying in New York because <laughs> it ain't nothing in Houston for her, first of all. Second oh, of all, man. I'm petitioning the NBA right now to do like a 30 for 30 on this next upcoming season with the Rockets because this shit should be reality. Between them and the Lakers, this might be two of the greatest chances for reality TV to hit the NBA That's that true. they've ever had in life. But I don't think, see, and I think about the Rockets, I think they're going to go so low key. I think, I I don't man, I don't know, man. I think you know we're gonna it's get impossible. I think we'll get a humble. I it's think we'll impossible. get a humble mellow. I think we'll get a humble mellow for the simple fact the media will not allow that, Griff. Chris, he's gonna have every intention of coming in here Chris, being humble. Man, the know, media you know, ain't gonna let him be humble. To, we 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 we're gonna have to make out a whole second for this, but we just don't have we don't got the time right now. We got a three minute countdown. So we, <laughs> we, oh, we I agree, we, I agree. We we're gonna have to yeah, make yeah, a second yeah, for yeah. that. Just we, wanted to give a quick shout out. That's all. That's all. We, quick we, shout didn't chance, we didn't get a chance to throw the basketball up now, but we're gonna throw it in. But we did jam pack you guys with two divisions in one episode. So y'all got enough 
that's going to be able to cover y'all. We're going to break out the times for you. Of course, melanatedandilluminated.com backslash fish and grits. Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on SoundCloud. The Facebook page, Fish and Grits for the Culture. We here for the people. We're going to be coming with some new episodes very shortly. My man Wilson been killing with these articles. Griffin, you keep your grind up. Like I said, if y'all need some, y'all hit me tomorrow. But as for now, this has been Fish and Grits, and you guys have just been served. Crave Kings, y'all enjoy. Eat, eat it up. Peace. But we'd rather make it hard. Aspirations of the matches and the farm cars, balling out and being stars. This is really who we are. Overcompensating for growing up, being Nathan. Feeling our hearts are hating and underappreciating. We never had any patience. So every time we waiting on the come up, we start faking and flossing minimum wages. Impalas on Dayton's or 84's, all them foes. Spend my last dollar to shine on all them hoes. But what you need it for when it's barely feasible? If you ask that dog, clearly you don't need to know. 